Player prop. Hey, hello everyone. Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Welcome to episode 43. Today we have a guest, Larry Coral. He's been flying for 15 years, but he has a lot of interesting things that he wants to talk about. We This is actually a two-part, maybe even a three-part podcast where we have our normal podcast. Then we had our after show. And then we closed out our video podcast and we ended up talking a lot about something else, which was quite interesting. So we kept that going. Then at the very end, uh, Never Trust the Skinny Chef Shane and Brian Haybill Waller were over at Swanee and they tried to do a live stream, but it didn't work out very well. But we do have about 19 or 20 minutes of that at the very end. So anyways, welcome to episode 43. My name is Sean Simons and have a great day. John Simons, PPG Grandpa, welcome to the live audio part. We're going to go and stream live to YouTube, which you can check out at clearproptv.com. Um, you're probably listening to us at paratalk.org or your favorite paramotor podcast apps. All right. Kevin, Kevin, jumping in. So since I'm going to be um, doing this uh, live YouTube thing, Chris, can you go ahead and introduce everybody here in just a moment when I go live on YouTube, uh, take charge and uh, introduce everyone for a couple of minutes while I post the, the link everywhere? Yeah, you're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> no, no, hey, I know the feeling, brother. <laughs> no, Brian, Brian uh, since you, you know how to do it, I'm, I don't want to put Chris on the spot. Brian, you want to do it? Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, I'm on my phone and I'm just trying to figure out how to even see everybody at the same time. So Thank you. I'm right. used to using my laptop. All right, I'll okay. do it fine. All right, Shane. All right, this, no, is episode, this is episode 43. And let's go ahead and put the guest, T-U-E-S-T-L-A-R-R-Y-K-O-R-E-L-L. And we are going do 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 preparing live stream. How, how do you say his last hey, name? Can correctly? you guys hear me? Coral. Like Coral oh. Reef. Okay. Coral oh, Reef. Thank, thank you. I just I didn't want to botch it. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody does. <laughs> All right, welcome everyone. This is Sean Simon's PPG Grandpa. We got Chris, or, or I'm sorry, we have Never Trust Skinny Chef Shane. He's going to be uh, uh, hosting real quick while I put this link everywhere. And if you want to go, you got it, brother. We are live. All right, whoever's uh, in the, got their volume up or they're playing something in the background, you can hear it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's all you. All right. Hello. Welcome to Clear Top. Clear TV.com. I'm already nervous. Now I'm on the spot. <laughs> the guy goes to a fly-in and comes back and doesn't know how to get into life. Anymore. No, I can't. Kevin can fly. Hello, sir. How are you? Uh, uh, uh. We have JP on the on the panel tonight. Who else do we have? We have Linda, our cheerleader. We have Brian Haybell Waller. 
we have P PPG Grandpa, who's in the background right now. Who do, uh, our guest tonight is Larry Coral. He is, uh, we're going to ask him a bunch of questions tonight, and uh, hopefully uh, we can learn something that uh, we haven't learned yet. I'm Never Trust a Skinny Chef Shane, and this is my first time introducing everybody, and Hopefully it went all right, because Brian does a way better job. <laughs> Welcome, good. everybody. You're all how's good. Everybody's, how's, how's everybody's Monday so far? Hey, I got a flight in. I'm good. Uh, Me too, rubbing in. 17 mile an hour here. We're not flying Ooh. nothing. Ooh. I flew backwards today in a paramotor for the first I've time. Only, I, I've, I've only done that once, and it wasn't <laughs> fun. Oh, Chris! I'm sorry, Chris. I didn't. I forgot you were in here. I can't see who all's in here. So let me let me read. Yeah. There's an arrow on the right. <laughs> I, to, I'm on my phone screen, completely. Man. JP, JP. <laughs> I didn't introduce you, nor did I do Tommy. Who else is in here? Let's see. I'm sorry, guys. I just had a picture of, or whoever would talk. That's that's who showed up on my screen. What about Kevin? Uh, I already said Kevin could fly. He gets enough attention already. Yeah. He has his own dot com. He's got his own dot com. Jeez. So, all right. So, okay. Larry, I think I need to wait to ask you questions until Sean gets back. But can you okay. tell us a little bit about yourself while we're waiting? Well, let's see. I took up flying. 14 years ago, going on 15. Um, first time I even saw, ever saw a PPG, I was driving my son back from college and there's a main road through town and I'm driving all of a sudden I look to the right and there's a guy flying 20 feet to the side of me. Like, what the hell? He kind of gives me a smile, a wave, and then he takes off. And I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. Um, didn't have the money to do it then, wasn't really interested. Then my kids graduated college and I'm like, I need something to do. And I went back to that moment and said, that was kind of interesting. My bad. I turned uh, it off. <laughs> I tried to catch it quick enough. No worries. But then, yeah, I started going online and trying to figure out what it was. And I started hitting people up local. And all of a sudden, I see this guy, Jeff. Hey, Jeff lives down the block. I hit him up. I had no idea who Jeff was. So I'm talking to him. Nice guy. Why don't you come over? I'll show you my machine. You know, it turns around, it's Jeff Goen, and uh, Goyne, or you know, however you want to pronounce his name. Jeff goes by both ways, oddly enough. Um, and he kind of got me into it and um, took up flying after that. It was kind of odd to run into Jeff that way, and I still didn't know who he was for years after. And I started hopping online and realized this is the guy that kind of is Mr. PPG. Nice. Yeah. He started so, it all, right? Right. I'm going to start. So what was your uh, your first setup? What gear did you get when you first started? First thing, I went on like, like probably most people did, and I saw Blackhawk. They had all the advertisements and everything. So I ended up with an HE-125, and I got their Momentum glider. And to tell you, I really did not like the HE-125. I, I flew it for a few years, two, three years, and it ran great. Then all of a sudden, after about 100 hours, I was flying over a cornfield, thank God. And all of a sudden, I lost power. I was flying with another guy, and he's going, man, 
I was behind you, and all of a sudden, I saw your redrive fall off into the field. It's like, holy crap. So it's like, okay, don't like that motor. And now I fly a Polini, so I kind of switched over. I'm not in the mood to dropping redrives and propellers, uh, especially when I have to cross roads where I fly. You never want to, yeah. <laughs> you land one of those and the car things aren't going to go too well. So, so are you uh, self-taught? Did you go to class? I went to class. Actually, I, I live in the Chicago area, but the only place I could find at the time was uh, the Indy Air, Air Hogs. So I ended up going down there and spent like a week down there. Weather wasn't too good. I just got a little kiting in. Um, Dave Halcom was my teacher. And he kind of helped me out actually over the phone. So I'm kind of, he helped, he helped me, but I kind of did a lot myself. I kind of came back, did a lot of kiting, took my first flight by myself. And I just kind of eased my way into it. At the time, I you know, didn't know a whole lot about YouTube. I wasn't looking for how to do it. There weren't a lot of guys showing you how to do it. So I'm kind of right. a mixture of both. Well, now with YouTube, everybody's going to show you how to do it, even if they don't know how to fly themselves. They've got, they've got, I can do it, and I will show you videos of my beer. Yep, exactly. Um, and uh, what, what, where are you at? Where are you located at? The town called Naperville. It's right outside. It's outside of Chicago, about 45, 50 minutes, and it's literally okay. on the edge of this. It's like you got the city, then you got all these suburbs, and right at the edge of my town. It's, I go one mile, and if you go up in the air, 500 miles of cornfields. So I really have the best. I can, you know, I'm kind of close to the city where I can do what I need to do. I've got the conveniences. But at the same time, I'm, I can take off five minutes from here. And just so, so, you, so I bet you can really do some serious foot dragging. <laughs> yeah, I've had bad luck with that. <laughs> kicking up rocks, you get a rock in the prop, it'll ruin your day. I mean, it's kind of fun yeah. for a while. We have a lot of sod farms out here, which is really nice. So if you're going to do foot dragon, we can do it on the sod farms. But, you know, if you're not doing the sod farm, you're going to kick up a rock and ruin your day with the prop. Totally agree. Um, that's I, I got about 100 hours of just foot dragging time. And let <laughs> me tell you, um, I, think I, I think I got it down pat. Um, thank you very much, uh, Never Trust the Skinny Chef Shane for, and uh, Larry for doing a, a little behind the scenes and uh i was able to put our our link out there so hopefully we'll get some more people how many people we got <laughs> going on right now how many people we have in the chat right now <clears throat> oops go ahead all right we got 10, 10, uh i think four thumbs up so we need some thumbs up guys we got four thumbs up and how many people are watching 10, Ten people watching okay hopefully we'll go up just a Let's little bit do more. A, a big shout out to the guys in the chat bill h john wayne Dwayne crow um course, why is this uh, not showing up on mine calvin pewitt what's up guys hey welcome everybody thank you everyone that's watching us live stream yeah. we you. really appreciate you um let me go ahead and go through and introduce everybody i know uh skinny chef shane already did that let's go ahead and go through we got linda anderson Linda, anderson. Our cheerleader. welcome thank you so much for being our cheerleader absolutely if, if you want to be on our show, Linda usually will reach out to you um, or you can reach out to her because she is our PR person. We have yep. Never Trust the Skinny Chef Shane. Not only is he our funny guy, but he's also a host. What we got Hi. going on? Hello, hello, hello. Who's doing this? Um, what you got uh, going I'm on? trying to, uh, there. 
highlight channels as we're doing introductions. So, uh, yeah. There's okay. uh, Skinny Chef Shane if you guys wanted to look him up. Continue and with we, your spiel. And we also have everyone's information down below, so make sure you check out everyone. We have our... Uh, our paramotor guy, the guy that actually will will teach us some paramotoring, our instructor, Kevin can fly at kevincanfly.com. How you doing, my friend? Oh, you know, just making lamels, fixing the motor, making things better. I've, I've been watching that. That's pretty cool. So you're actually, what, 3D printing lamels? Yeah, I, I have a friend of mine who's a CAD designer, and he did the rough CAD sketch up for some lamels for me. And we test printed a few, adjusted the code a little bit. And now I've printed a set and I'm going to test fly them and see how they work. And we'll just keep adjusting until we get something we like. That is so cool. We also have, and thank you for being on the show. We also got Brian. Hey, Bill Waller. Woot, woot. Welcome, Brian. What's up, guys? Glad to be here as usual. Just went through an awesome fly-in. Got to meet JP for the first time. That was awesome. Got to fly with him. He chased me down. He was pretty assistant on getting that wingtip touch in. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. let him get away. I got to point out that JP was about three and a half inches from buying himself a new prop when he leaped off of that trailer. Why is everybody freaking out about that? <laughs> I didn't say I was freaking out about it. I just said you almost cost yourself a new prop. No, okay, so for people that are watching this, where do they go to watch this video the, of the um, of this uh, the incident in question? The incident uh, in question, yes. Brian, I know oh, that Brian posted it on Facebook. But his page. But JP's got the clip. JP's it's got on the clip. Uh, my Instagram right now. Uh, if anybody wants right. to check it out, it's the second to last post. Uh, JP underscore Tulo. And Brian is also our famous guy here because Tucker got has has shouted out to him a couple of times so i Did guess he? i guess you know what we probably need to shout out um tucker got so um tucker got shout out to you what's up tucker uh, all right. i met him exactly a year ago today wow that is cool yep. so cool yep everybody <laughs> i think everybody knows tucker got 1.42 million people actually subscribe to him i bet there's a couple other people that want that uh, see him every once in a while we also have our jp tulo he is our it guy, guy that I know that's actually pulled a reserve in real life and not at siv course so here's jp and he watches his own videos, as you can see. That's awesome. <laughs> we also got him on Instagram. Where's your Instagram? JP underscore two zero. All right. Where's that? Where's that video that you were gonna, that you were talking about? <sighs> Is, on Instagram? Is this him? This is yep. me. So he comes in and he does a touch and go on the flatbed, which looks. Oh really my good. gosh. And he leaps off, and you see him sink out, and he puts his hands up right there, and he got real, real close. Hey, that, that's nothing compared right. to the, the butt cage drags I saw him do 100 yards down the grass strip, man, on purpose. <laughs> hey, just a quick question. The guy in the background, does he ever land on that? He tries. Yeah. <laughs> I got, hey, hey, Shane, I got some video. Uh, he, uh, had, he had some good ones. So we also have Tommy Mosley. He's my wingman uh, over here in Arkansas. Welcome, Tommy. Tommy. So, uh, 
You can find him at ppgtommy.com. Ppgtommy. Yeah, yep, yep. JP, I, I hearted your I hearted your post on Instagram. I thought that was pretty pretty slick. Oh man, thank you, sir. Actually, go up to where uh, it says I like YouTube it. up there and just type in at the very top there where it says YouTube.com. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Type in ppgtommy.com. There you go. The easiest way to find Tommy. And all of his cool videos. Boom, boom. PPG Tommy. Oh, oh. Yeah. Nobody, everybody look away real quick. Look away. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Somebody better subscribe. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. All right. Yes, I got another one. All right. You're yeah, up to ring that eight, bell. nine subscribers. Woohoo! Awesome. We also have Chris Meinberg in the house. What's up, Mr. Chris? Chris is a past guest that decided to jump on and uh, just be on the panel tonight. So welcome, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me on again. Um, unfortunately, I'm probably not going to be able to stay on very long, but uh, I've got kid duty to attend to. So We uh, totally understand. Thank you for being on the panel tonight. It's always good. And of course, the man of the hour, the person that we all came here to talk about or talk to, Larry Coral. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Thanks Are for you on uh, YouTube, Larry? Nope, nope. What's that? Are you on YouTube? Yeah, uh, Larry K. PPG. Yeah, we got the link in the description of this particular video that's going on right now. Typed in PPG Tommy and it didn't come up for me. Tommy, what's your logo? PPGTommy.com, up where it says uh -oh. like YouTube or... Is this right, Larry? That's it. Uh-oh. Subscribe. Hit. All right, we got another subscriber. Another subscribe button. We're going to uh, encourage everyone who's watching to hop on and subscribe as well. Uh, support our guests and uh, support the show. It goes a long way. Tommy, Tommy, just go ahead and notice I'm uh, number 10. Click. <laughs> I don't know how I've not been – I don't know how that's not happened already. That's because we don't have his bio – yet he's or he sent it to me and i never got it or he sent it to his friend sean simmons instead of sean simon <laughs> <laughs> i think that's I what he said Tommy. i apologize he's so, like an 86 year old you, he's like an 86 year old dentist uh, I, I know he's confused right now so what yeah. are we watching right now an airplane flying in front of someone yeah, yeah there's an airplane flying in front of me i like to do we have tons of airplanes helicopters you've got we're, we spend more time avoiding stuff than trying to get somewhere. Now, I know that you've been flying for about 15 years so far. Now, you've been flying PPG for 15 years? Yep. That's all I, that's all I got. Oh, so God. when you first started, you started when there was just what? Maybe that guy with the flat top thing and the heavy round things, the captain guy or... Those are the only two people that were really doing it 15 years ago, right? Oh, Jeff Goyne. That's who hey, got Jeff. me into it. Jeff Jeff, yeah, Jeff lived down the block from me before he moved to Florida. He lived a couple miles down. As a matter of fact, I'm on his runway right where I'm at now. I'm directly west of the runway. So he's the one that got you into this? Yep. Did and, he train uh, you? Did he train you? No, I was, I was saying, I, won, I was taking my kid to college one day and I was driving home on there's a fairly sizable road that divides where I live. And uh, look off to the side of me, 20 feet next to me is this guy flying this machine. I had no idea what it was. He kind of gives me a chuckle, kind of waves, takes off. Like, 
that was pretty cool. Didn't think much about it. Four years later, my kid graduates. I'm like, I need a hobby. Thinking that thing was pretty cool. I got to look it up. So I started looking up. There were only a few guys, a guy by the name of Nick Schultz. Um, Jeff, Jeff showed up. And I was like, wow, this guy's like a mile away from me, a couple miles. I'll hit him up. Hit him up. He was nice. Invited me over. Showed me his gear. I had no clue who this guy was. Really nice guy, though. And then uh, he kind of got me into it. And I started looking at gear. And it kind of went from there. And I flew with him a few times. And over the years, I finally figured out, oh, crap, this is Jeff Goyne, the guy that, you know, one of the godfathers of flying. So um, he's very unpretentious, a super nice guy. And uh, really sad he moved away from here because he was uh, pretty helpful. Good guy to hang around. Well, that's cool. So in your 15 years of flying paramotor, um, you've learned a lot of cool things. We talked about this before. Uh, now, as we look on your YouTube channel, you really don't do a lot of YouTubing. You don't do a lot of video because what, you just go up and fly around, have a good time, and you don't really care about it or, or care about uh, video? Actually, or? I do because there are people, it's funny, where I live, out of the 100 people that you'll see when you're flying that are non-flyers, 99 of those people will love you. There's going to be one guy that doesn't want you around. So I literally video everything I do. The problem is I see the same thing. If I, if I have a video that has an airplane fly by, I've got another one where a helicopter flies literally right next to me. A guy owns his own helicopter, and he didn't realize not to fly next to me. So I kind of duck out of the way, but he's you know 30 feet away. Stuff like that I'll put up there. I really do it just so I can prove to people, hey, I'm not flying over houses. I'm not flying over, you know, your property, stuff like that. So I do have it. I do keep it. But, you know, a lot of guys put really cool stuff out. You got Tucker got. I've got a bunch of you guys who put neat stuff out, doing wingovers. I'm, I'm pretty plain vanilla. I do like to do a lot of stuff, but I'll, you know, most of my cool shots are airplanes flying by or, you know, going over top of the corn. Nothing, you know, you see it once, you've seen it enough. So, so this is what we're all going to look like in about 15 years. We're just going to be like, eh, I guess we'll, we'll video it maybe because I've seen it all. But you're still flying. I mean, it's not like it's boring. It's just what do you put out on, on video after you've seen it all? I, I guess that's what it is, right? Yeah. Well, actually, I'm afraid of heights. I, wow. I fear heights. And uh, I get such a high by flying. I mean, I get the nerves before I take off. But once I take off, I'm still nervous. I'm a nervous flyer in a commercial plane. I'm a nervous flyer doing this, but I love it. I mean, I can, the joy of flying, the thrill of being up in the air with the geese, red-tailed hawks, all kinds of birds. I mean, flying next to you is really kind of cool. So it's, it's like the adrenaline rush I get from flying is the reason I do it. It now never we, gets old. The, the fear doesn't go away. Exactly. Well, that's cool. I, I mean, I wonder how many people out there. You are that, man. What's that? I said I could totally sympathize with you on that, Larry. I'm afraid of heights. I have been since I was a kid, and uh, you know I think it's conquering that fear, getting up there, and uh, exactly. just going for it. Exactly. I don't think there's anybody that's not afraid of heights. I think everybody's afraid of heights, whether they want to admit it or not. Or I afraid of heights, really or afraid of falling from heights, because <clears throat> well, just heights in general, falling, like being high, whatever. I just think, you know, natural human ability is not to fly. Our natural human ability is to fall like a stone. So yep. I don't know. Seems, I, you know. I, I've, after taking those SIV courses, you know, and knowing that I got this above my head and knowing that I got a reserve, 
I'm just not afraid of uh, falling well, out of the sky. So well, you like to go up there and totally collapse your wing and fall to the earth, man. <laughs> no, I, I don't crazy. like to fall to the earth, but I it's I I do and I do enjoy the SIB courses um, because I know that it takes a lot to collapse, and if it does collapse, I know what to do to get the collapse out and fly away. So I just don't feel afraid. Which reminds me, have you ever taken the SIB course? I have not. I don't think I have the guts to do it, to be honest. I mean, I, I, I totally get the reason you'd want to take one. I think it's great. I think it's a great way to learn your wing, like you said, where the limits are of the wing, um, especially if you run into air like that. We typically, when I fly, I don't hang around air like that. It'll be five to 10 mile an hour winds, pretty stable up through the atmosphere. The only thing we run into by Lake Michigan, we get gust fronts off the lake. That's something you probably wouldn't think of. And we'll be up there flying. And luckily I have an app. I'm trying to know what the name of this app is. That I, it's, a, it's a running radar. Radar scope, I think it's called. I got radar scope, yes. Yeah. And the reason I have it is not for the rains that are coming. If a rain, you know, you can, that's forecasted. It's the stuff that comes off the lake. If we get an easterly wind, it'll kick. And all of a sudden, in 10 minutes, you get a gust from 35, 40 miles an hour that'll go from Lake Michigan all the way out by me. And you don't want to be in it. I've gotten caught in them before. And that was kind of my own personal SIV course. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was so, an underwear changing moment, shall we say. So when you were in this uh, little gust front, um, how did you get down and get the wing under control? Well, first thing I did was get up high. I typically fly around 200 feet. And I figured if my wing's going to collapse, I better be up a little bit higher. So I kind of went up between 500 and 1,000 feet and just kind of rode it up, stayed into the wind. You know, a part of the time I was going backwards, which is kind of scary. But I just, I, I figured if I went down to the ground and I caught it, you know, 35 mile an hour wind, it would drag me and do some major damage. So I just kind of rode it out. Interesting. Um, Kevin can fly. Uh, what would be your view or how would you tell a student if they got caught into you know a, a gust front what would you tell them to do get up high ride it out what would you tell them uh that that is a very dependent question on what the area around you is so okay. if it's like a wide open cornfields hay fields then being low isn't gonna be any worse than being high it's gonna be pretty unobstructed laminar air so it's just going to be fast bumpy and crappy if you have a lot of trees buildings obstructions upwind from you then you're going to want to be at least 100 if not 250 or 500 feet above those obstructions to be out of the mechanical turbulence that they create and uh, that that's what we run into sorry good go ahead as i was gonna say as far, as far as getting down though you know in a safe manner that's where big ears comes in because if you pull big ears you're essentially loading the center nose of the wing while diminishing the lifting span so you're able to penetrate keep the wing open and descend at a faster rate to get you down to the ground and one thing to note is you can hold big ears all the way to the ground you don't need to let them up at, at 100 feet or 50 feet you can hold them all the way in and right as you're on your final approach, when you would go to flare like normal, you let them go, and then you process your flare just like you normally would. And you can actually hold them all the way into the ground 
and flare with the, the A's and your brakes in your hand. And it's probably going to be a crappy landing, but it's not going to be something that's going to crash you in. Dave, and I'll keep that in mind. That's what I love about this this show. You know, um, I, I love all my peeps. You guys are wonderful. Every time that we do this, I learn something new, and I totally appreciate everyone. Um, Larry, we also talked earlier about you use birds to find altitude. Can you talk more about that, please? Yeah, the one thing being afraid of heights, I always like it to be as smooth as possible. I don't mind getting jostled around. I mean, it's kind of fun. But like when we're going out into the field, we typically go about an hour and a half before sunset. And sometimes the winds are strong. We're trying to figure out, okay, how the hell are we going to get over there? Because we always typically fly into the wind and fly, you know, back with it. And we found out that by following the geese, because the geese will head to the cornfields about an hour and a half before sunset to feed. So we'll follow the geese. We realize that when we're flying at the same level as the geese, that the winds are way more calm, way smooth, way more laminar. So the geese know what the hell they're doing. So when we go out, we're following the birds. We're literally, you know, flying at the same level they're at. And honest to God, it's the smoothest area out there. I don't know how they figure it out. I don't know if they, because I don't see them going high and then low, high and low to figure it out. They just hit a level. And it's never the same level. It could be 100 that's, feet, could be 500 feet. They're uncanny in their ability to, to find the smooth area. That, that's why we call them the locals. If you want to know where to go, you just follow the locals. Yep. I've been hearing that a lot lately when you guys go to fly and you're seeing you and Robert was talking about that one time. You watch. Well, there's a saying in free flight, man. Flying. You watch, watch you, the way the birds are flying. Then. Oh, man. If you watch the birds and the birds are flapping, that means you ain't doing it. It's just that simple. If, if the locals ain't soaring, then you ain't soaring because they're way better at it than we are. Yeah, good point, because we'll watch the red-tailed hawks by us. And if, if <laughs> we're not taking off until they're flapping their wings, because it's going to be a bad ride by us. So that's, yeah, a very, that's a very great those point. thermals real good. I sure do. Now, we also talked a little bit before the show. You talked about um, uh, you fly in all sorts of weather, but mostly it's good laminar air. But you also fly around wet grass take off in wet grass and land in wet grass, but you also have uh, some tips and tricks. So what are the tips and tricks about wet grass? Well, it's probably a lot of stuff you guys know. You probably know even more tricks than I do. It's either wet grass, like when we fly in July and August, you get up in the morning, the grass is always soaking wet. Your feet are gonna get wet. Or if we fly in the winter, we're gonna have snow, possibly ice. Um, and I used to crash and burn a lot because I'd get my wing, get my wing up, I'd hit the gas and try to run. Well, I found out that after a while, it's a pretty dumb thing to do. So what I like to do is a power forward where I'll give it a, a probably 20% gas, lead down a little bit so it's not hitting the wing. When I start to run, lean up, start to lean back and, and gun it. I only have a 130. So when I gun it, it's not like I'm hitting the monster and I'm going 100 miles an hour. But when I hit the gas, I let it push me as opposed to trying to run and trying to use my feet for traction. I just, like you should, let it push you and just walk under it. Because I right. found so out- your feet, So you yeah, feel so kind of like you're skipping. Yeah, because if you try to run, you're gonna slip and fall. But if you just stand up and let it push you, you're just gonna you know, use it as landing gear and stuff and you're not gonna slip. So it's kind of the same thing on landing where we'll come in and I like to do a slide landing because I found out when I would come in and do a regular landing, I would come up, 
and start to drop and I drop and I'd lose my footing and fall. So now if I do a slide landing, I'll just slide it all out and it's way easier and you tend not to fall that way. Interesting. Um, so when you come in, do you normally come in and you go, you know, let, you normally come in and go up and then land like that? Well, on a typical landing, yeah, but on wet grass, no, I'll just come in. I'll just feel the brakes a little bit so I kind of know where they're at. And then just as I'm about to touch the ground, I just give enough to where I can kind of just keep gliding along the ground and slowly let off to give the weight. And right at the end, I just give it, you know, full brakes at the end when I'm about to stop. Okay. Um, real quick, panel. Um, when you land, do you come in like this, go up, and then drop? Or how do you all land? Only when I pull too much brake too quick. <laughs> <laughs> I had my I had my hand up earlier for a question, but I'll get yes. back to this question. Uh, red tail hawks, I look for them everywhere and all the time. Those are my favorite birds. Uh, Me too. Of, of predator birds. Um, as for landing, I come in. I just I don't I don't elevate when I. It's all just. It's even. I come in almost level with the ground and then flare just as I get sink. So it's kind of even, if you will. I don't I don't uh, I don't rise up with my with my flares. At least I don't think I do. Brian. <laughs> I don't know if I do. I, 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 I feel it's all smooth. It's all just come in level. And then as you get that last little bit of sink, you just kind of flare. And uh, that's it. Oh, I definitely struggle with that. Um, you know, my one of my runways at home is, is downhill. And if you're coming in, hit a little sink, you flare a little too early, you you know, I've dropped from five feet before and, and recovered it. But um, that's something that you kind of just got to get a feel for. And uh, when you're dealing with a little bit of sink, you have to get used to coming in with a, with a little bit of power. But I'm still a new pilot. Me too. Yeah, I, I use an advanced technique. I come in with power and I basically foot drag in and start slowing up and stalling the wing right about to the point where you just walk away almost. But it's not That's something I cool. recommend. It's not something I recommend to, to people that aren't 100% comfortable because one accidental misstep and you can either turtle backwards and blow your prop up or other bad, other bad things can happen on landing if you have your motor running, so. I'm going to share this with you guys real quick. Um, I've been doing a lot of uh, trying to get up to, you know, 500 feet and then glide in and uh, land. So this is kind of my typical landing, just gliding in. Instead of raising up and dropping, I kind of just slide in and then stand up. So I'm not actually, you know, rising up and down. Is that about what you normally do? Uh, Larry, something like this, or do you actually raise up and drop? No, I don't raise up. Uh, pretty much what you're doing, except the grass is usually pretty wet. And we're, if we're on ice or snow and we're just sliding for 20, 30 feet, but pretty much that. And especially okay. on days, like a lot of times when I fly in the snow, which I love winter flying, it's really smooth air. But when you, you come down, there's no wind. And, and I have my brakes, uh, my trims halfway out. That's how I typically fly. So I'm coming in pretty fast. So I'll I'll slide a good 20, 30 feet. But it's exactly as you just did it. If I was on dirt, that's exactly what it would show, show like. 
Okay. Um, I was, I was under the impression that you were saying that you kind of, you know, swoop in, pull the brakes, go up and then drop down. So no, that's I, the other way. That's how I would do it. If it was dry grass, I, I just tend to, when I pull, I, I don't know if I really go up, I swing forward, like they tell you, and then you swing back and drop. Okay. So I really I get, don't like go up. So, but that doesn't hurt your legs and you're used to that. And you've been doing that for you know, 15 I think you get used to it. Yeah. You've been, you know, carrying all this weight on your back. It doesn't bother me at my age yet. Maybe someday it will. And okay. it's then. <laughs> Definitely a trike then. And then one more thing before we open up the uh, panel to ask you questions. Uh, we were talking about finding LZs around your area. How do you find LZs, especially because there's a lot of new people out there that are like, you know, I want to fly. How do I go find LZs? And then if the pilot messes up and, you know, that closes down, you know, how, how do you go find another one? Two ways. One, by flying and literally just keeping your eyes open. I mean, a lot of times we'll see, in our, you think of, of us by having a lot of cornfields. We have a lot of trees, too. So we'll get trees, cornfields. I don't know why they have trees in the middle of cornfields. Windrows. Between... What's that? It's windrows. It, it, it helps block some of the wind from hitting the crops. Gotcha. Okay. That makes total sense because there's a hell of a lot of trees where I'm at. That's why I tend not to fly. <laughs> rotor fly for paramotor pilots. Yeah, exactly. Rotor. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll fly around. And a lot of times you'll see manicured lawns out in the middle of nowhere. And sometimes you'll find out there are baseball fields, so you kind of mark it. And um, there's a there's an app hunters use that tell you who owns the property. So you can actually go to the owner and ask them. Um, another way is just Google Earth. Sometimes when I'm sitting at work for it, I'll call up Google Earth and I'll just start going around the area looking for like open areas where I might be able to fly. So those are kind of the two ways you find them. Because out by me, as much as we have cornfields, the farmers do not want to let you fly. They don't want the liability. Um, you don't want to take someone else's field. The people kind of get ticked off at that if it's another pilot. They'll, all pilots by me, if you ask them, yeah, you know, it's our field. We've been flying here. Come on over and fly but you don't just want to show up out of nowhere because guys have come passing through town, found a field that was someone's landing zone, pissed the hell out of the neighbors, neighbors call the police and it gets ugly. So it, it is kind of good to talk to your local pilots. They'll also help you, you know, most of the time we'll say, hey, can fly with us or they'll tell you, you know, stay away from this area. That's kind of critical to keeping landing zones. Exactly. Well, um, rest of the, panel if you have any questions for Larry he has 15 years experience um, he's flown through a lot of stuff but he's never done an SIV course any questions for Mr. Larry I got a question what's what's in the uh the mug that you're drinking out of oh, man, it's just root beer. I wish it was beer <laughs> it's root beer so it is beer it's just root yeah yeah I got you, got you. it's not the good Sean's stuff. other drinking a margarita you there know you go. <laughs> so you you kind of touched on this earlier larry but i'm i'm curious to get a, a expounded answer what gear do you fly wing motor frame etc i've got a kango frame the classic but i like that because the prop is inside sometimes on when i take off it doesn't take off and the wing will come flying down and even though i'll kill the engine it's still as you know it keeps spinning so it keeps lighter lines from getting chopped off. So I like the frame for that. It's very light and sturdy. I have a uh, Polini 130, which for me has been a very good engine. Um, they're notorious, as you know, for having bad starters. But what we've, what we've figured out in the Polini group is that 
the 130 and the 90 starters are the same, but if you go up to the 200 starter, it's a totally different, much stronger spring in there and they don't break. So all I did was replace the 130 starter with the 200. Voila, no more starter problem. Oh. Um, and then I fly a 23 meter Colorado and I weigh 200 pounds. I'm a heavy loaded on, on it, a little heavier, you know, than, than mid range. And what size wing so did you say? A 23 meter Colorado. Okay. So a 23 meter Colorado at 200 pounds, it's right in that fun category, but still really safe. Exactly. And that's kind of, I'm looking for safety. I mean, a 60 year old, years old, you don't heal as well <laughs> when you crash. So trying to keep the damage to the minimum plus gear. Well, day one at pilot school, they told me we're supposed to refrain from that crashing stuff. <laughs> but I'm an expert at it. I thought that was the first thing I was supposed to learn. Hey, man, some of us are just better at the tuck and roll than others. It's, just, <laughs> it's a natural thing. I, I say it's fear. I just go into the fetal position. It's all right. <laughs> I take out fences and cars and cornfields. I've hit a lot of good stuff. <laughs> Did I see you posted recently about breaking one of your J-bars? Yeah, I slipped and fell. Came right down forward on it. Landed oh. on my face. That was me. Did you have... Did you have a spare one laying at home that you were able to put back on? Or how long no, I just, I just called up the owner. Oddly enough, they're in Canada, and I got it in two days. I, I couldn't believe I could actually get a part in two days, but he sent me a repair, a replacement set. Wow, that's amazing. So that was, yeah, because I I've broke one once on my on my Blackhawk, and that took a good two weeks, three weeks to get, which is a bummer because – you know, usually I break stuff because the weather's good because everybody else is out flying. And instead of flying, I'm sitting there waiting for my gear to get fixed, which is, you know, heartbreaking when your buddies are out flying and having a good time. You know? Oh, yeah. So in 14 years, have you just owned the two machines or have you owned more machines than that? Let's see. I've owned, I've got a Polini 130 at 500 hours. That's my backup. I've got one that's got 100 hours on it. That's the one I typically fly. Before that, I had an H&E motor, which was utter crap. It really was, I hate to say it, but I had bad luck with it. I was telling the guys before you came on, I switched over to the Polini because I was flying with one of the guys and I was coming back. And it's about 500 feet up, about to cross the road. And all of a sudden I heard zing, and my, you could just tell the motor stopped. Well, the motor didn't stop. The redrive fell off, literally fell off into a cornfield. And... Uh, yeah, now, after that time. Curious, I got I to gotta interrupt you at this point because I have to ask, was this due to um, a mechanical failure, like i.e. a bolt broken, or was this an oversight and we, we forgot to check the torque or something? No, it was the bolt actually broke. Okay. And, and which is a weird part because I'm thinking, okay, what's going to cause a bolt to break? It's a redrive. What's going to cause vibration? I just had a new prop put on. I literally just got the new prop. I bet I made sure the prop was balanced, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't vibration from the prop. I checked the bolts before I took off, and it just snapped off. The motor was about three years old, but I wouldn't think uh, an M8 bolt would snap. It did. So I, I really don't know why. I, I I have no explanation. Sure. I'm just curious to understand the failures all. Yeah, I, I wish I knew. I honestly wish I could have found out, but that kind of soured me because I'm thinking, okay, if I would have crossed this road and this thing would have fallen on a car, that would have been really ugly. So I figured if I got a Polini, 
the redrive is kind of part of the motor. It doesn't bolt on. So I figured I'd at least be safe that way. Kind of my logic and everything's a good engine. When it comes to bolts and stuff, every year or every two years or every so many hours, do you guys go through and change out the bolts on anything on your motor or frame or anything like that? So something like this doesn't happen? The only thing I know is that now when I get a motor, I literally go around and make sure every screw has a blue Loctite on it. And excuse me, if, oddly enough, I find a lot of bolts don't. And I'll slowly start to work out like the starter bolts don't. I don't know why they don't do every freaking bolt Loctited that they can do. I know some you can't, but. On the side note, when, make sure, sorry. Make when, sure you, not. when you go flying, you got to bring one of these with you. This has every assorted tool you could need to repair a paramotor. There you go. There you go. What did you say, JP? I was going to say, make sure not to use Loctite on bolts that go into plastic. Yep. Uh, it will, uh, on some types of plastic, it will crack the plastic and just eat it from the inside out. So oh. uh, you definitely got to be careful about that. That's like, a great point. That, hey, Sean, right. I think uh, Shane has a question. Yes, Shane. You're muted, Shane. So if you have a question, you got to unmute yourself. That explains so much. All right. <laughs> so Amy George has a question about a very new pilot who doesn't understand about airspace and where he can fly or cannot fly. Advice for the guest, Larry. First thing I'd say is never fly over anybody's house. I mean, our motto is take off. And wherever I take off, I will never, ever fly over anybody's house. That is, people, not only is it, you know, just a good, you know, the FARS role, it's also good being a good neighbor. People, we had a buddy about a month ago, and we had permission to fly at one location, and he was landing. The winds were bad, and he just managed to go over the guy's house. And the guy's typically a nice guy. We've met him. He was cool with us flying. He went nuts that someone flew literally right over his house. Even though it was like 400 feet up, he goes, don't you ever fly over my house. So people just don't like it. They feel it's their property. I know they don't own the air above them, but, you know, you're going to piss people off. And it's the last thing you want to do. You piss someone off, they're going to call the police. You're going to they're going to get a park district involved. Someone's going to call and a cop may come and visit you, which happened to a buddy of mine when he flew over someone's house. And the police are going to say, you know, just don't fly around or we don't want you. So the goal of flying is to be as neighborly as possible. Be as, you know, someone wants to see your gear, come on over, be friendly with them. Um, just be so, nice to people, absolutely. they appreciate it. So Larry, is there an app that you use or, or a program that you like to use about airspace and, and what you can and can't do? I do not have one. Um, where I fly, I'm so far in the cornfields, I don't have to worry, I'm far enough away from O'Hare Airport. We also have Midway Airport. The smaller right. airports, are literally just some guy's backyard for an airport. So we don't, I don't have to deal with the airspace. I don't fly up in the clouds. I don't, you know, my typical flight is between, you know, right over the top of the corn to 500 feet. I'll go up a thousand every once in a while, but you know, there's. So I've got some, uh, I've got a little two bit of advice on this topic here. Everybody who has the ability with a smartphone or a laptop to get onto amazon.com for about $12 can order up the FAA sectional chart for their local area. 
And then once you have that, if you don't understand how to read the chart, you can go to YouTube and look up a YouTube channel called flymy8.com. They're an aviation, general aviation channel, but they do every single type of pilot education you can think of. And they have a great course on understanding aviation airspace. The point of it is at the end of the day, you want to be able to take your finger and blindly stab it on that map anywhere and be able to tell the FAA inspector, the safety inspector, anybody who's going to question you exactly what that airspace is from the ground that your feet stand on all the way up to 18,000 feet. If you can do that, pinpointing that sectional chart blindfolded, then you will always know exactly where you are when you're flying and you'll know exactly what airspace you're in. And what's that website again, Kevin? Fly my eight. Is it the number eight or is it the... Yeah, it's it's on YouTube. If you just type in fly my eight on YouTube. You're saying eight, like the number eight, right? Like the number eight, yeah, fly my eight. Gotcha. Or, or you can just simply type in aviation airspace and it'll bring up a litany of videos you can watch on aviation airspace. Some are five minutes long, some are 45 minutes synopsis of airspace. Is a house under part F-103 considered a congested area? Yes. Is it one, one house be, is, is it a group of houses or one house? If you're so, flying over no. it, it's congested. So, so so understand, this is the way the FAA writes the law, and they do it so that way the pilot in command is always the person at fault. And the reason they do this is so that way if you hit a bystander, and the way they word it is it can be one person per acre. But if you run into that one person in that whole acre, that means you as the pilot weren't taking the proper steps to avoid people, property, and that puts you at the risk. So it's worded. So you're always at fault. Exactly. Which is why they also said too, that, you know, no dropping anything from a paramotor unless, so there is the unless and everything that they have there is just, if, if you run into something or, or, or you damage something, something drops off your paramotor and hits something and damages it, you're at fault. So the one thing that I've realized over this last, X amount of time that I've been flying and studying and, and studying airspace is that as long as you're not flying over a group of people, you don't drop anything on anybody and you don't run into anybody, you're pretty much okay. There's not going to be too many people that are going to see you flying, call the FAA and say, this guy was flying, you know, directly over us or, or, uh, flying over a crowded area or, or trying to, to say something on the FA, FAR 103 regulations. Nobody does that. Um, I don't know if you know it or not, but I was reported to the FAA. Did I tell you guys that? I think I did in confidence uh, a while back. Somebody called the FAA because they saw one of my videos. Oh, and wow. uh, I was flying, you know, there's a nice big cloud cover, but below me and beside me, I could see down to the ground. But of course, you know, that's the shot, right? You want to get the feeds and you want to get the clouds. Well, somebody called the FAA on me and said that, you know, I was flying above the clouds with, without being able to see the ground. Thank goodness I have friends that have friends 
And some of the friends are actually in the FAA. So I called up the, the person in the FAA and said, hey, hey, this is what's going on. They're like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, you didn't damage anything, so we don't care. Not Note real- to self, when I get a report, it call Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I know some people <laughs> that know some people. But um, anyway, well, um, I've, I've been reported a couple of times. And I can tell you that the, the, the way to go about when the, the FAA contacts you, be as open and transparent as you can and be willing, whether it's by false identification or whether you actually are genuine, be willing to educate yourself and be willing to be humble. If you do those things, you probably will almost always avoid problems, tickets, court, etc. If exactly. you want to argue that you know that you were smart, that you didn't, whatever, that argument, that, that attitude and demeanor will almost always create a summary for you. So just try to Very be humble. Very good advice, Kevin. That's the best they advice are, to give. They're not, and they're not there to shut you down. So don't no. think of the FAA as being bad guys. They're just there to make sure that what we're doing is safe. And that's the key word is safety. Yes. So if, if you're not being safe and they can educate you or get you to practice better, better uh, procedures and better safety, then you're going to walk out of it a better pilot. If you want to argue with them and tell them how you know something, they might educate you the hard way. Exactly. And what's the number one rule for paramotor pilots? Don't, Don't be, a dick. be a dick. So, be bad. Right. Be bad. So, and, and, and that's, and, you know, that's, that's a life uh, lesson. That's a life law. You know, don't be a dick in life. Don't be a dick in a paramount, you know. Uh, it's, it's kind of the gold rule, man. Treat, treat right, others like you treat. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, real quick, Larry, what I do is I use Skyfly High um, on the app on Skyfly High. It has, uh, all of the different airspace. One of the things that you can do is you can actually see all the different airspace. This is my Skyfly High. Oh, I can see cool. all the airspace. If I tap it on the airspace, it'll actually pop up and show you, you know, what the airspace is. If oh, it is cool. airspace, um, if there is not any airspace, uh, what is it from the ground up, you know, or above? So I mean, and, and it'll actually show you as you're flying. Um, in a uh, in a 2D mo- mode and a 3D mo- mode will show you where you're flying within this level. So you know it's like um, uh, uh, airspace up to 4300, and then there's something above it. You can actually see yourself in see 3D. It. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it, it is uh, Fly Sky High, um, the only app that I fly with, except it, for PPGPS. It it'll give you a a, a warning. Too, when you're approaching yes. airspace yes absolutely uh john wayne's in the house welcome john wayne yeah right. hey john right. didn't mean to jump in guys that's just the only way i could get on here and see y'all <laughs> no no problem jump on enjoy because um that's what this is all about wow we're almost up to, to eight o'clock guys do we have any more um questions for larry from the chat or from you guys, any any questions in the chat? I can't see it I, from here. I have not seen any. <coughs> uh, <coughs> John Wayne was talking about the Skyfly High, which I use as well. <coughs> Sorry. You okay, bud? Got that COVID? 
<laughs> I got I got the I got the corona. I got a little bit of lime a little bit of lime in my throat. Uh oh. He put the lime he put the lime in his coconut <laughs> and shook it all up. Yeah. Exactly. Anyways. Um, um I I as well use fly high uh fly sky high only because it tracks literally your GPS at altitude, um, your coordinates on the ground. And uh, if anybody ever says you did this or you did that, you can pull pull it up and show exactly when and where, which is almost as good as video. Exactly. Yep. Actually better because it can show you on the ground. And um, I don't know if you know it or not, but you can, it also will track your, your flight and you can have it uh, go over to, is it, is it livetrack24.com? Is, is that the right one? I think yeah. it is. Yeah. Livetrack24. So you can have your friends and family that, you know, know that you're going to go out. They go to livetrack24. They go to your, your, uh, your name. And it will actually show them where you're flying. And there's a 3D mode. So you can actually see it in 3D mode where you're flying. And how oh, fast you're cool. going and stuff like that. It's pretty neat. It also that has cool. shadows. What's that? That's pretty cool. It's like, hey, we're dead. Go down. I don't see him on radar. Exactly. Yeah, he's out in the field. We yeah. got him right here. That's actually a great idea. It is. Hey, it's, I, I got a question for the uh, guest. Yes. I mean, he's been flying for 15 years. I've got a lot of questions. <laughs> but uh, have you ever, do you fly with a reserve? And have you reserve. ever had to throw it? I always have a reserve. Um Never had to have thrown it. A lot of the air is pretty smooth when we go up. You know, I'll look at the Ryan Carlton, you know, see what's up in the atmosphere. Um, the only time the only time I've ever thought where I was going to throw it was when we had the gust front come off Lake Michigan. Um, but now that I fly with an app that will show it for me coming, I pretty well can get out of the way pretty quickly. I do have one. Um, I do try to stay above 200 feet. Um, I have practice using it. Luckily, I've never had to use it. What are the apps that you use when you fly? The apps, let's see. Apps slash websites. So Okay, I've got, did it say Radar Scope? You know you use Carlton. Yep, Ryan Carlton, Radar Scope, Weatherbug, which gives me the local winds and wind gusts, wind alert for wind forecasts. Do you use Windy? I've used that. I haven't found that accurate by me. I know some guys use so, it, but it's just been accurate. I got a uh, curious just, question. When it comes to using Windy, what forecast model do you guys prefer to use? North American like local model. forecast Damn. or the national? I go to Windy and then I change it to North American model. Yep, and that's pretty accurate. How about y'all? I use Windy. I, I don't even know what model I use. So if you're yeah, using the default, the default is generally less predictable. If you go to the NAM, the NAM is a little more predictable. Yeah, NAM, the North American model, I believe that's what it's called. At least that's what I've been calling it, the NAM. Um, when you go from the regular to the NAM, um, it's pretty darn accurate. If you leave it on the default, it's like there's no way I would ever go out because it looks like it'd be you know, a tornado out there. The wind so gusts are always thing, way higher. Another good thing on that front is if you use the internet and look at your local 
airport and generally it would be someplace that has a, a weather reporting station generally a controlled airport but they have a, a telephone number that you can call for the automated weather service and then online they have what's known as the TAF or the terminal area forecast and if you use those in conjunction with the windy app and they all three agree or they're very close to agreeing then you can very predictably assume that the weather coming for you is going to be what is forecasted if you yeah. look at your your aviation weather and it doesn't agree with windy always vary on the worser side so if windy says gusts to 15 but the aviation weather says gusts at seven just assume gusts at 15 don't assume the better always assume the worse yeah what i prefer to do is i use like three or four apps and then whichever one gives me the results I like the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I do. <laughs> so, so, so we, we got a question legit from the uh, chat. Or go ahead, Shane. I think you got this. No, no, no. I had a, I had a completely different question. Go ahead, Brian. With the question with the chat. Okay, the question with the chat is from Pink Flamingo. Um, did you have an aha moment? when you first started flying like aha I just learned how to do this first time I took off I mean I, I uh, y you go through mentally what it's like to take off and it's never what you think once you leave the ground it's one of those I don't call it an aha moment it was like a holy Jesus this is cool this is cool <laughs> I'm actually freaking off the ground like a bird yeah, and then the like, ah, second, second, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then the <laughs> next thing you're thinking, well, how the hell is this thing flying? Okay, it works. So it's more of a, aha, uh, God, this is freaking cool. And you're right, this sport is the most addicting thing in the world. Um, I can tell you during the day, every five minutes, I'm freaking looking at the weather. It's ridiculous. I mean, what, what are the winds doing? What's the forecast? What's going on? Looking out the window, what are the trees doing? Can I go flying today? Can I sneak out for a half hour? <laughs> It's ridiculous, but it's great. It's, you know, it's, I think it's gotten me through all the shit that's been going on in 2020. So, so how, how, um, how many hours do you fly a year usually? Usually around 150, depending on I mean, it. Obviously it depends on the weather, but I'm five minutes from a landing zone and I will, I'll take every advantage of kind of job I do. I can go anytime I want. My boss is really cool. So I can get up early, go in the middle of the day. I typically don't unless it's really overcast. Once again, trying to stay away from the thermals. And then at the end of the day, you know, now the sun by us sets at 4.23. So, you know, I got to leave by about 3.30 so I can get in a quick 40, 45 minute flight. That's awesome. I wonder sure. all you guys in the, uh, in, in the chat, all you guys on the panel, how many hours do you normally fly a year? Well, my first year I did eighty. I'm I'm a little over two fifty for this year. Oh, that's some uh, serious hours. I'm almost almost exactly thirty hours. I hit my uh, one year anniversary in three days. Oh, that's good. But you you also Ooh, had a little mishap too that you had to wait. To, yeah, to heal. three and a half months of downtime, but still that doesn't make up for the missed amount of flights compared to how y'all guys fly. <laughs> I mean. You know, an average flight of two hours. My average flights are like twenty minutes if you you know average them all out. Gotcha. How about you, Tommy? Uh, I'm well. 
making three and a half hour flights, I'm getting up there quicker than I thought I would. Um, <laughs> That's because I'm pulling him on XEs. <laughs> yeah, he's he's pulling me on XEs, and he's realizing my my wing is slow, but it's extremely efficient. I can go for about five hours without having to fuel fuel back up. Um, but I'm I'm right at 62 hours, and pretty much all of them are within the past year, not this year, but within the past year of flying. And uh, hopefully in the chat, somebody's told us how many hours they fly. Um, Shane, you had a question before? No, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. uh, I don't remember now. I, it was some, I, We're over it now. Okay. I don't, I don't, oh, oh, I know. Sunday. Okay. Sunday at, uh, at the uh, flying when I left was exactly my one year of doing my solo flight. So roughly about four days after school, I did my first uh, solo flight. And I think I'm at like 83 or 84 hours now on my motor. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. I didn't know that, man. Why didn't you tell us, dude? We were like, I'd have cooked the extra Boston butter or something, man. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know until I checked Facebook and that it memory thing popped up. And uh, that thing's I cool. Like, yeah, I, like, oh, I met cool. Andrew Fuller there. We're gonna do the SIVs. I mean, yeah, <clears throat> yeah it was a, it was an awesome flying in, no doubt. Oh yeah, so. Sean Andrew was there by the way. Oh, I, I think I just heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope you all said hi for, for me. Uh, I'm know that uh, I was we, like, wish I was there. And Andrew was a whole different person, a different. Uh, creature if you will um at the at the flying him and i i couldn't get away from me we just he just kept chatting me up i was just like oh man but yeah it was it it was um great guy don't get me wrong but he, i he remember how we talked about doing the horseshoe during paramotor right. yeah i asked him about it he said no so i won't be doing that with my paramotor on I won't be ever doing that. <laughs> I might when I try a new. <laughs> I might. Uh, I might try a new wing or something in the future and and try it, but not with this gym. Man, yeah, I'm I trying to tell you guys the shit you pull in SIV is not the stuff you go out and do on a normal everyday flight. Correct, and that's why I didn't do anything until I asked, because I didn't ask when I was in class, but it was just so. It was just a so non-eventful maneuver. I was like, oh, dude, this would be great to do during paramotoring. <laughs> and I'm glad I asked. I really am because. Uh, you would have done it? Yeah, I was I was literally setting up for it within the next couple of flights. And oh. I'm really glad that uh, I had talked to him. And again, the guy took the time to um, stop his busy day of having fun and talking about his cages and everything else that he's got there to tell me that uh, I'm an idiot. Don't do that. <laughs> I could have told you that right here. It's all good. <laughs> That's so funny. Absolutely. Um, it's about six after eight right now. Uh, Larry, how long can you hang with us? Do you need to go? No, man, I'm good. First of all, I just want to say, first of all, thanks for having me on. I'm not a Jeff going. I'm not. A lot of you guys are better pilots than me. I really appreciate you letting me be on the show. <laughs> Um, the one thing I love about our sport is stuff like this, where you can, you have instant buddies, you know, I've never been or asked a pilot that flies PPG or free flight. 
a question where they wouldn't go out of their way. They would give you a shirt off your back to make you help you out or whatever. So this is like just the best thing I ever could get into, you know. It's cool. Just as long as it isn't a GoFundMe. <laughs> oh god. No, I'm bringing it speaking speaking of giving your shirt off your back to another paramotor pilot i don't know about shirt off my back but uh i did i did house a couple paramotor pilots this past weekend in my camper yeah and uh, you know i got i i was given a couple ice packs in my freezer left in there given given did you charge did you charge the standard airbnb fee for all those guys no i didn't uh Actually, I didn't say anything, and uh, there was a couple guys like JP that stepped up. And uh, actually, I would have been—I I won't ask for anything. I'll just sit back and wait. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. That's just the kind of guy I am. And uh, JP, he stepped up. I was grateful, very grateful. Um, Dude, that, but, you made that trip like so comfortable. I, man, I wish I could. man, we had a good time. I mean, yeah. Shane's got a camper. Everybody sleeps with him. I got a camper. Nobody sleeps with me. But you know, that's all good. <laughs> Man, that didn't sleep sound with right. you. That didn't sound it might, right. It, it might have had something to do with the Alpo you were feeding that dog, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's got gas. You know, I blame it. Oh. I blame it on Major every time. <laughs> it, was, it was so cool though. They had three campers parked up in this little like we had this little community yep. there in the fly-in community within the community and 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 you guys did a small little podcast right shane and uh brian brian did yes and then i stood in the background and talked to two people who did who came up this is the funniest thing ever brian if i'm lying i'm done (laughs) brian brian's like hey it's so and so and so and so and they're like hey brian how you doing and jp's like hey i'm jp they're like oh hey jp how you doing never looked at me <laughs> and then i'm like hey i'm shane and they're like oh hello nice to meet you and i'm like cool oh, no. and then one realized who i was yeah, and then the and this has never happened. you get the sign over that said skinny chef shane and they did double no, I, I introduced him as skinny chef shane and and then they're like oh you're, you're that guy oh Your hey skinny yeah. chef shane is what they said they said wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute your skinny <laughs> chef shane the one and only yeah, so that, so I ended up having to do a selfie, which was pretty cool. But I've never in my life had someone come up and realize who I was. I was just like, and "Hey, Travis by this someone, this this is Travis Burns. That's yeah, so he's a pretty big name in the paramotor community. Big name, and he asked Shane to sign his chest. No, that was not <laughs> true. <laughs> it, it was it was his it was his left lower abdomen. Oh. Don't be rude." <laughs> that's not true either oh man that's so funny so you guys just kind of you all met and it was kind of like that's how it went it was like wait a minute you're even though we all hang here on Mondays but then you met in person so that's well, how that, it kind of went kinda. well you see the guy you see the guy over my uh, my right shoulder here yeah. He shows up a Saturday night about I don't know what was it, about nine o'clock. Stop touching uh, him. Okay. Oh, sorry. Why were well, you touching him? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I couldn't. This help is a family show, show, Shane. <laughs> I just didn't like where you were touching him. Anyways, <laughs> this guy. 
Chris Chris shows up and it's like he's like hey is uh he's like hey Shane I'm like and as soon as I turn around I knew exactly who it was and then he's like where's Brian and so that that was just a whole I mean it was he showed up and he did I asked him I said did you ask him or tell anybody you were coming he's like nah I'm just gonna show up after after you left I had some good deep conversations with Chris man he he's uh he's a deep thinker you you should you should. You should drink a beer and uh, chat with them, man, for sure. Oh, my God. Hi, Doug. Doug's in the house. Oh, Doug. Yeah. Hello. I told oh, Doug yeah. that he was yeah. So. Oh, Doug <laughs> Martin. Welcome, Doug. Yeah. Is released Doug? I was going to stop by a little bit earlier, but I had a chance to fly, so that wins every time. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. And Matter of fact, if y'all don't fly now, see y'all later. Hey, I got a bill. Uh, hey, Bill. That's why his name is Hey, Bill. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to name any names. But we might have seen somebody fly at night. <coughs> but uh, yeah, that was in Mexico. Was. That was in Mexico. <laughs> and uh, just so y'all know, uh, Doug Martin, he's been on our show a couple of times too in the past. Um, go back and uh, check out those episodes with Doug Martin. Really awesome guest. Great guy has come a long yeah. way in this last year because of uh, yeah. an incident that happened. Um, any other questions for Larry before we go into the after party show? The after after. The after after. After after. Um, Dave Wolf, uh, Paramotor Crazy, just uh, put in the chat how uh, he said PPG Sean, uh, Grandpa Sean Simons. Uh, last night, I think both your show and Paramotor Talk. For both your uh, shows supporting uh, uh, re- <clears throat> Resurgence PBG highlights last week with Mark, George, and fun- and the fundraisers. He said thanks. Awesome. Well, thank you, sir. And you can jump on if you want to and say hi. We miss you. Yeah. It's David's um, birthday. It's his birthday today. David's birthday yes, today? Birthday yeah. Day, yes. yeah, it's Dave's birthday today. Man, well, happy birthday. Well, you know what? We need to sing happy birthday to him. <coughs> so what I'm doing is I am putting in the uh, meeting ID and passcode. Let's yeah. go ahead and get David on here so we can all sing happy birthday to him. Yeah. Uh, I do have a question for our guest. Yes, Tommy. Um, I was wanting to know, like, being in the sport for 14 years, have you made any trips with your motor? Like, I have so many trips in the future I want to do. You know, a Moab, Utah trip. I want to do a Colorado trip. I want to do a Florida trip. Have you done any? Like cross countries? No, no, no. Just no, no. I was asking our guest if he's done any trade. Being in the sport for 14 years, has he done any trips with his motor, like as far as taking it on vacation? Oh. No, I've I've thought about it. That's. I'd like to head to Florida. I'd like to do some ocean flying because I know it's supposed to be really good. I haven't had an opportunity yet. Um, that, that's something that's uh, on the bucket list. So definitely head to Florida or somewhere down. Larry, get some flying. In. I'm I'm in Florida, and I'm uh, literally my house is four four three or four miles from the beach. So uh, damn, you'll, you'll need to let me know when you come. I know I, I know a place that. or two. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I'm you've only <laughs> flown locally in your area, and you haven't really gone out of state, Larry. 
Uh, well, once Indiana, but I wouldn't really call it out of state, even that's the next next door. Um, trying to think of the furthest place I went. We've got a bunch of really nice rivers, big rivers I've flown by. No, so I've actually never taken it. No, I've never gone out of state, really. That's interesting. interesting. I've never really thought about it. I've just kind of flown locally. It'd be nice to do a fly-in somewhere, maybe head out to the dunes and out in California, or, you know, all the, all the different fly-ins. I got to start doing some fly-ins is what I need to do. So you've been yes. flying for almost 15 years and you usually fly between 200 and 500 feet locally in your area. Yep. That's interesting. And you still love it. Well, I love it. Just being up in the air, watching the sun go down, watching the deer below. We've got turkeys, pheasants, red-tailed hawks, owls, the deer. What else? we got coyotes. We actually had a bobcat out here once. There was a bear out here once. So the stuff you'll see if you just really look when you're up in the sky, it's, it's really cool. You got so spray by it. a skunk. Does that count? <laughs> Tom, Tommy was out there. I was doing some foot dragging. A little skunk went. And I'm like, what the hell? Oh, that story stunk. <laughs> yeah, sure did. Oh. <laughs> um, anyways, guys, I got the, uh, uh, the meeting ID and the passcode in the chat. You guys are more than welcome to jump on. Uh, we're going to continue streaming until about nine o'clock on the after party. Then we're going to cut uh, stream at nine and have the private after party. If, if everybody's still here, hopefully everybody's still here. Here, If you want to jump on and ask uh, Larry some questions um, face-to-face, zoom to zoom, that, that's a way to okay. do it too. Yes. Till. Oh, oh yes. Everybody thumbs up. We're going to do a, a screenshot. Oh. A thumbnail. Oh, our thumbnails. Everybody, everybody cheese. Okay. One, two, three. Wait, no, we gotta redo it. Oh, John just came back on. There's always one. If you're gonna be doing a thumbnail, go ahead. Uh, okay. okay, do it again. All right. Cheese. You ready? Just kidding. <laughs> this. Wait for it. Wait for it. I'm trying to. Hurry up. Did you do it? Come on. Yeah, we're good. Come on, man. Oh, my gosh. Ah. Did you not hear it? No, you're killing us, dude. Sorry about that. I didn't, I didn't know you tried we're, to we're do a thumbnail. We're stuck in thumbs up mode. We can't give, us, give us a countdown, JP. I, th I thought you could hear the shutter. The shutter uh, Listen, at some, point, at some point, we're going to get a prop, a prop strike guy in here that doesn't have thumbs anymore. And you're gonna say thumbs up, and it's just gonna be rude. He's gonna be like, "Yay!" <laughs> oh, okay. okay. So, I'll... Larry, I have a. I, I just have to let you know if we fly from the compound to the beach, you're gonna have to go about three thousand feet to get over the river in case or... something something or... happens. So, just just an FYI, be prepared for that. But it is a beautiful absolutely beautiful scenery of going over the indian river over to beachside down then you drop down over the ocean and go down the beach to sebastian inlet and uh it's totally well worth it that yeah yeah sure I heard it. what's the highest you've flown what's your highest altitude agl two thousand feet wow Shane gave me the whole same spill, man, at the fly-ins. Like, yeah, we'll go to the compound, we'll fly to the beach, and uh, yeah, well, weather didn't cooperate. 
<laughs> yeah, well, 17 miles an hour coming from the beach. We're not going to make it there. <laughs> we could be going backwards like I did today. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's that's something interesting, too. Yeah. Um, for our guest, Larry, uh, what's the scariest other than the um, that that uh, that uh, Gus front you talked about? What's the scariest situation that you've been in? Yeah, well, that, that helicopter snuck up on me. Oh. This guy owns, it's, it's really interesting out, out in the cornfield. I don't know what this guy does for a living, but he's he's got a, his own helipad out in the cornfields. He'll land his helicopter and pull it in the garage. You can watch him do it. But I didn't know about the guy, and I was flying by about 200 feet. And he came from behind me and right next to me. He's probably about, honestly, about 40 feet away. But he was, he obviously didn't know he should do it. I, all of a sudden, I just looked over and I kind of freaked out and went to the side. But, uh, that's kind of the oh damn moment I had. Other than that, I've, I've been pretty lucky. I mean, I've done the typical falls in your face, and but nothing where like wow, this could go really badly. Larry, have you had any accidents? Accidents, falling on my face, slipping. Uh, I took out the side of my car once. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Here's the deal. It was a winter day, and I had it was one of those you know. Don't do it unless you're sure you can do it. Well, I was sure I could do it. And I was, I really set up far. I was on the other side of the football field. So 100 yards, no wind. And I start going and there's a car and a tree. And, you know, I, I was going to take off long before that. No problem. I'm running. I'm running. And I'm not getting any lift. And I'm getting near the end. And I start to get a little lift. And as I get the lift, I clip the one side of the tree that throws me into the side of my car. I left a crease down the whole side of my car. Oh, it was brutal. And then, then I fell on my face at the end of the car, of course. Props went flying. It was like, I wish I had this on film because it's truly funny. I mean, I, I didn't get hurt at all. But it's like, oh, my God, people will never believe this. It was one of those. Trashed the whole side of the car. It was a one-year-old car. Car trash, trash, oh, everything. No. It was brutal. So that was kind of, that's, that's my best crash. The other ones were just, you know. So what's the knees. what's the takeaway from that crash for the newbies to make sure that they don't uh, follow in your footsteps? Uh, if you're with them, you know, if you start going, you're not getting any lift, and you're about a hundred feet from where you think you're going to take off, and you're not just uh, it's just not worth it. Worth it waiting, you know, to fix your gear back up, spending thousands of dollars for new frames, propellers, side of your car. It's just not worth it. Oh, I know. Can you imagine if that was somebody else's car? Ooh, oh, yeah. Um, yes. Actually, how would that happen? I mean, what would you do if something like that happened? If you damaged somebody's you're gonna take uh, off, you're not just, car like that? It's not worth it. Uh-oh. Is it waiting, you know, to fix Putting you on mute because you um, are loud. Um, you kind of be glad that I hit a hay bale instead of a car now, so the hay bale <laughs> super Exactly. Where's Tommy? Um, I mean, where's Kevin can fly? Did he um, have to leave? I don't see him. I, don't Do know. I, see him? I, I landed <laughs> and then, uh, when I landed, I had to run out the wing and I put both hands in my knee on the front of a pickup truck, but I didn't actually hit it. I just used it to buffer myself. That, that time you uh, face planted into the side of that trailer. <laughs> <laughs> all stories all stories hey, we got we got we got trike flyer in the chat right now oh cool what? Where? What? Well, I, 
Walter, you're really loud. Way too loud. Is that better? Much better. Okay. Okay. I was going to ask the question in the chat, but didn't get answered. How many hay bales get hit in a year? No, they don't have me in the uh, in the comments. Oh, Walter, you still got to turn that thing down. Half, yeah, half, no, no, Walter, yeah. I saw that question. Who's that question for, Walter, about the hay bales? <laughs> <laughs> Probably to our very own hay bale Waller. Hey, since everyone's here, since everyone's here, how about we sing happy birthday to the wolf? Happy birthday to the wolf. Screw that guy. I don't like that guy. <laughs> That's not how the song goes. <laughs> Where is he? I don't see him yet. He's not in here. He's he's uh he's still closing a deal on the uh, new windows that he just uh, sold. So uh, 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 hold on, we'll pull him on. Hold on. Oh hey. This hey Dave, is. did you go to Gillum today? I sure did. Uh, yeah. Hi Dave. Walter, are you in the bathroom? Are yeah, you Walter, you have a horrible there. echo. Sound like you're in a Sorry. Walter, Walter try, whis try whispering, Walter. Is that better? Is that any better? No, it's really loud and echoey. We're, we're, not, we're not picking on you, Walter. We're just telling you we can barely understand you because of the echo and, and the reverb. That's right. Yeah, turn off. What about the uh, worse? <laughs> All right, Walter, turn yeah. the microphone yeah. down under. Down under. <laughs> it's up on top at the moment. Don't Is that any better? That's that's much better, Walter. Thank you. Hi, Brian. Hi. There we go. I'm going to start wearing a pink shirt every time I'm on here just for Brian. What? I heard Brian. I'm going to start wearing a pink shirt every time I'm on here since you call me Pink Flamingo when I had my chat question. Oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Shots fired. Shots fired. Calling the wrong person the wrong thing at the wrong time. My bad. That's not pink you only made me drop the pie on the floor. It's okay. Sorry about that, girl. Now, if my wife, now if my wife was to make that statement, there's a whole different di expectation <laughs> of that. <laughs> yeah, I still need. Uh, since you're feeling better and you're negative, I still need the information for the pies. Yes, thank you for reminding me. I do have the list right here. You, you've laid in bed for how many days? You ain't done nothing. Man, <laughs> I was not feeling it, man. I was not feeling it at all. But um, after after uh, some of that CBD oil from uh, Smoky Meds, so, you know, shout out to Brooke. Um, I feel so much better. 
I could have sworn I, I put my address in there for some CBD oil. I don't I don't know. He likes me better. I I don't know. Well, hey Shane, you didn't get four free bottles in the mail too? Nope. Really? Oh, oh, I'm putting hey Brian, keep talking. I'll put hay bales out front of your camper door. Challenge <laughs> accepted, brother. <laughs> hey Parachip. Yeah. I was at Gillum again with your t shirt and you weren't there. Well, you have uh, to let me know. You never give anybody notice. You just go. Oh. Well, I, I knew know. he was going. Yeah, see? Exactly. You, been, you, you, been know looking? you know what I think? You know what I think? I don't think there really is a T-shirt. <laughs> okay, you, know, you know what I think? I think if you looked at my test today, you would have known that I was going to Gillum. Oh. Dave was doing his test today, and Kyle comes on there and says, get off of that that stupid thing i'm flying by myself today boom he, he didn't say stupid thing one of the six people watching that he was going to get are we gonna be a washout for the para party you think uh it's looking like rain friday but i don't know you know this whole um east texas weather thing yeah it, it's just i don't know you, you know what like hey if it rains we're gonna eat well yeah and get drunk Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, since since we're going to be kind of like doing the after party thing here, real quick, um, let's go ahead and uh, thank our guest, Larry Coral. Thank you so much for jumping on and being our guest, Yay. and our, apparently our our guinea pig. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, man. I, I know you had ten other people ahead of me, and they couldn't show up, so I was glad to fill in. <laughs> I, I don't think that's really how it is but make sure that you uh you stay here for the after party as long as you want to we totally appreciate you and uh for all those that would like to check out his uh youtube uh we have the link down below so make sure you go there and check it out we also have it on the screen so if you're watching this there is his stuff. He has 68 subscribers really hoping that we have at least 10 more subscribers to his page um hopefully in the next hour how did we not talk about him being the wpp <laughs> world champion i'm glad you guys caught my sense of humor there you know who i'm taking a shot at there yes we'll just leave it. i couldn't resist i love it awesome yeah well thank you so much and uh we are officially Larry. in the after hours welcome everybody and we also have i think i saw David Wolf in the in here. Yeah, there you are. David Wolf is in here. We also got the trike flyer. We got uh, uh, parachick pies. Mm -mm -mm. Hey, parachick pies. You look a little bit different with those glasses. <laughs> we even got J John Wayne in here too. Uh, Walter from from Down Under is here. So welcome everybody. Yeah. Since we got David in here, uh, just found out it is his birthday. So yeah. happy, birthday. happy birthday. Happy birthday. And how about we all sing to him? Let's all sing yeah. happy okay, birthday. How about we all listen to you sing it to him, Sean? Yeah. That's so, has to be everybody so we don't hear one person only. Okay. Right. Linda will start. Are you ready, Amy? Come on, Amy. You gotta help me. Let's go. Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, 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 birthday,
Happy birthday to you. There's a lot of lag. But it, <laughs> oh, man. That was I can't wait to go back and listen to that. Doug Martin. Martin was uh, singing. Can we start over? <laughs> you, you get one. You, you get one, Dave. Like, <laughs> ah. Oh, man. That was Who's awful. Who's birthday spankings? That's all I want to know. Uh, I came down here to jump on the show. Came <laughs> here to jump on the show so you can get your birthday spankings. There you go. Yeah, so I was saying, Shake does a good job attempting to read my comments. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I hooked did. on phonics didn't work for me, okay? <laughs> really? I'm not saying that. Shane, you're changing the whole meaning. No, what... Um, what I was saying is last night we had a resurgence on and um, I thanked this show uh, and specifically Mark George for his, his uh, contribution to uh, raising money towards resurgence PPG. I also uh, thank paragliding talk, not paramotoring talk, Shane. It's called paragliding talk.com and the show .com. and everything that uh, Robert does to help out the cause there as well. So we had a really nice show. A lot of people donated money to the show. Which, uh, back into uh, GPG and um, now just a great organization. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of, can I, are we on live or can I swear? Um, we're live. So if you want to contribute $10 to resurgence PPG, swear away. Exactly. <laughs> swear away. The chip jar is still out right now. So you did enough money. I could swear the rest of the hour and I'd still be all right. So um, there's a lot of crap that is behind the scenes a lot of political uh nonsense that our sport has to endure unfortunately and um um a lot of stuff i hope that people don't find out about um but with all the competing the competition that there is as we know that it can be with schools uh insurgents ppg is the glue i believe that holds our community together so it's a great not only it's a great thing for for the community of course, the underlying cause of, of uh, Resurgence PPG, which is why I've been a huge advocate for them since I've really gotten into the sport. And Dave Ruff blew my mind away last night, um, oh, overly generous and donating one of his gliders to Resurgence PPG. And that glider oh. home with uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, alumni of Resurgence. And Dave, that was just amazing what you did last night, buddy. Well, what you guys don't know is that when we were in Florida, I took one of Rittman's gliders. And I donated. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, could, you know, yeah. generosity is easy when it's not yours. You guys, go ahead and go ahead and plug. Go, you guys, go ahead and plug your show real quick too. Let everybody know where they can go to see you guys. Wow. Well, Wednesday night, tomorrow, uh, two nights from now, uh, you've got uh, the Trike Flyer channel it has the After Dark, which is the uh, logo right behind him there. And that's every. Uh, at o'clock Eastern Time. Oh hell, I do have that on. Ooh, sorry. That's okay. No, that's good. Keep it on. Is it? Oh, okay. Plug your stuff. That's yeah. what it's all about. That was called. That's called a sneaky plug. Here, yeah, we'll do it this one. Got it. And there's that show that's on uh, Sunday nights at nine o'clock. Our Paramotor Nation. You can go to www.ourparamotornation.com, and all the upcoming shows are listed there. Uh, this coming Sunday night, Ryan Roberts is going to be on the show, oh, and. Cool. He'll be yeah, he's going to be talking. He just became a sponsor of the show. He's going to be talking about all the different products, what's coming up, the new earmuffs uh, that are just coming into fruition. Um, 
all the things that he has planned going on for 2021. So we'll dig into his brain there, talk about all the products and what he's doing with the sport too. Um, we got a lot of, sh- I mean, I don't want to go through all of them on, on your, your show right now, but we got a lot of, sh- there's a lot of stuff and that's what we're all about. We're all about sharing and, and getting everyone that's out there listening. Maybe there's just someone that's listening to me on the, on the uh, audio podcast never goes online. So go I, ahead and plug, plug, please plug your stuff. We want people to, to, to know more about this. Yeah, that's a nice thing too, Sean, because I really believe, you know, there, there's um, a couple shows that are out there. Obviously this is one of them. Our show, Dave's, Dave's, which is really a sister show to, to our show and kind of a spinoff. And of course, Thursday night with Robert, which was really the, the, um, the first show that came out about three years ago. Oh, I'm so proud of him. We're all, Mamas we're always are. We're all very when I say my prayers at night, I, I say, God bless my family and Robert Michaels. And so, <laughs> <laughs> I, I too think about Robert Michaels right, right as I'm falling asleep. Oh, my God. <laughs> Exactly. This this is this I'm really surprised that Clay was down for that. I like how you said uh I like how you said sister show and not brother show when you referred to Trike Fire. (laughs) 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 So anyway, it's a little long hair, isn't it? (laughs) All these shows purpose of these shows, your show, our show, Robert's show is to educate and make people more aware and safer pilots out there, whether it's paragliding or paramotoring. Um, the website that's uh, taken a while to design, but really I'm very, very happy with it. Um, uh, it lists all the upcoming shows. So, you know, that's the hard thing too, Sean, I'm sure you're aware of is, is trying to find new guests um, and not overlapping each other because nobody wants their audience. I and mean, all of us share very common audiences, right? And we don't want we don't want the same information being repeated over and over and over again. It's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to put it out there so people knew what was coming up. So we have Ryan Roberts uh, this coming Sunday, the following Sunday, Glenn Tupper. And if you haven't seen any of Glenn's videos, you have been missing. Oh, I've seen them. Yeah. Him, him, Glenn Tupper. Glenn Tupper. I'm so excited. JP, I think you actually asked for me to get to him, didn't you, at one point? Probably. Uh, <laughs> if not, he's going to take credit for it. Yeah, take credit yeah. for it. I thought it might have been you that asked him, and I was trying already to get him, and I'm like, and he wasn't responding to me, and finally he did. I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome because I love his videos. He does a great job. After that, uh, a lady who, uh, with her name, she has never been on anybody's show, and that's Elena Honeycutt. Glenn Tupper. Here's Glenn Tupper. There you go, and that's actually the picture I used right there for the thumbnail. So if you, yeah, if you want to pull up the uh, website, you can. (laughs) Kind of skim through. I'm doing it here on my secondary computer, just so I, can, I can't. I keep... got this from. Uh, That's awesome. He actually sells those boxers, I think. Oh, get! <laughs> yeah, I got those from the website. <laughs> JP, we're okay to never see you in those boxers. Okay, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. If you, uh, I've been oh, caught in less. GP, um, if you wear them, you'll still be better off than I, I put myself in. That's what I was just thinking. Yes, David usually jumps. Yeah, yeah, David usually jumps on the show, you know, naked in a hot tub. So I mean I'm really surprised that he actually has clothes on this time. I've gone out of my way in recent months to uh, have a new image of myself and not make an ass of myself, right? So there's oh. that. Oh, thanks. <laughs> what Linda? Did you have something to say? So Oh, yeah, Paramount of the Americas. That was a great one. 
Is this, oh, is this his website? Oh, yeah, there he is. Very cool. And, uh, oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. There's a cool oh, coffee. I like that coffee mug. That's pretty cool. But his videos are fantastic. And if you haven't watched them, I mean, it's, it's um, very documentary-ish, if that's yeah. a word. Documentary-ish. So... That's a big word. It, yeah, it is big. <laughs> I don't think it's a real word either. All right. So then after that, we got Elena Honeycutt coming up. And then we're going to have an incredible, we can't, David and I are not going to tell any of the secrets here of what's coming up here, but we're going to have a very fun show on December 20th. It's going to be the Christmas Spectacular. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be giving away a lot of stuff. That's really the whole purpose is just to give back. Why don't I go blurry there? And actually, I got a huge box here from Justin Fox at Fly My PPG, a ton of t shirts. Okay. Got more t-shirts from other sponsors coming on. I'm hoping to get some other cool stuff as well. And then let me ask you a question, Sean. Yes. What do you think the top two reasons people don't start flying paramotors are? Top two reasons. Top money. two reasons. Don't have enough money. money. Money's number one. Enough, yeah. Number one, I don't have enough money. Yeah. Number two, I don't have enough You're time high. to get training or to go fly. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I know, I know, I know, I know. I mean, I mean, that that's what I think. Okay. Anybody else? Scared of heights. Me, me, me. Dave, you already know what the show is that I'm referring to. Is this fair? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I think I think number two is scared of heights. Okay. Nah, I, I think it's my wife won't let me. That's the answer, Brian. That's really? the answer. Yes. The single guy. The single guy nails it. Uh, I am scared of heights. I, I don't have to worry about those problems, man. You know, that's, that's the way yeah. it is. You know, a lot of paramotor pilots are actually, I'm, I won't go up on my roof and I have a hard time going up on a ladder now. And Walter's nodding. That's why I think he agrees. Right. So, but spousal support, getting by-in, I've had a lot of paramotor, not, not paramotor pilots, a lot of guys who are interested in getting into sports saying, Hey, you know, I, I saw a video you did and your wife was on it. And, um, you know, is there any way she could talk to my wife? Because I'm just not getting buy-in from my wife. Cause you could have the money and not have the spousal support and you're not getting in. Okay. So we have a, what I think is going to be one of the most impactful shows that we've ever done. And that's going to be on January 3rd. You ready for this lineup? Sure. Okay. My favorite person in the world is going to be on the show. Jennifer Wolf, Carrie Cotter, the wife of Mike Cotter. Someone just mentioned Travis Burns, Carrie Burns, Travis's wife. And the fourth wife is a lady by the name of Jennifer Ogley. Jennifer is freaking awesome too. Those, yeah, she is. So ladies are going to be coming on the show and uh, they're going to be talking about, you know, and what's one of the things that they all have in common is that every one of them was married to their husbands before their husbands became a paramotor pilot. So it's not like someone like, <laughs> say, uh, like a Kyle Mooney who was already flying and then got married, right? He was already doing it. So he didn't really have to get the buy in. He said, hey, look, this is who I am. So it's them talking about, what it took because my wife did not want me to fly, she wanted nothing to do with us, and she Mine was, still doesn't. Who doesn't really? My wife still doesn't want me to fly. Uh, Come to flyings, though. Okay, hold on. That doesn't mean she's she's just waiting to make sure that I'm dead to collect the life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> collect. Fair enough. To make sure. Do you guys want to talk to her right now? I'll bang on the window and have her come come no. forth. But Shane. This this show is made for you in particular and her. I highly encourage people to 
have their spouses sitting next to them if they're uncomfortable with it so they can hear from these ladies and ask questions of these ladies. And I'm hoping that this show takes on a life of its own where I can kind of step away and let the ladies just talk to each other and almost like a little, little coffee talk. Um, but this is also, you know, for for um, people who may be instructors who have people coming in and saying this is a problem I'm having share this video down the road with those people who are trying to get in. So it could really make a long-term impact for people, which is, is what the hopes is. After that, January 10th, uh, and, and these I haven't uh, updated on the website, but Harley Milne's gonna be talking to us, hopefully after his, um, his record has been created of going across the country. Uh, Dave doesn't know this, but I just signed today, January 17th, Alexis Quintana. Does anybody know who Alexis is? Yep. Uh, yeah. Texas, right? Lone yeah. Star Paramotor. Mm-hmm. So she's going to be talking to us. And then um, the 24th is kind of up in the air because I think I'm taking a trip uh, to- up in the air. Oh, hey. And then uh, Dave Hanning. Uh, this is uh, someone that Rip is bringing on. Dave, anybody know who Dave Hanning is? So Dave Hanning yeah. is a paramotor. He's a paraglider part. So that's what we got. And that gets us through January. So that's where we are. And I was just mentioning to Rip, to, to uh, Dave and Rippa. That sometime in April, it's hard to believe this, and, and this show is going to get there too. Sometime it's going to be either April 11th or April 18th, depending if I do a show on Easter or not. It's going to be our hundredth episode already. What? That's awesome! <laughs> <laughs> it was all of us. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Our hundredth episode. We're, we, we just started kicking around a couple ideas of what we're going to do for that special occasion, but it's, I want to make it really, really special. I can't, Hey, I didn't think I was going to get past five. <laughs> okay. Hey, I know, Dave, right? Dave, sir. I got a, I got a new toy today. Yeah. Oh boy. This is still, this is still the uh, recording. Don, you got that <laughs> recording for the next 15 minutes. Don, let me give you a hint finger on the mute button. Okay. Dave, what's your new toy? Well, does it come with a battery? Yes. No, actually, this one doesn't come with a battery. It just plugs right into the computer. Hey, hey, Dave. Into the computer. (laughs) Does that mean we can control it? (laughs) (laughs) Alexa, turn it on. (laughs) That's where we're going. (laughs) No, I uh, I got a stream deck. Uh, today so i can control all sorts of different uh camera angles over here oh like camera one number two. i've got cool. uh i've got three cameras i've got all sorts of, of stuff all i gotta do now is just punch buttons there you go now where, where did you get this from and how much does something like this cost because i'm thinking about something like that too um, John, you know fabio we just need uh, one camera <laughs> not anytime soon i can't afford all this stuff well the way that i got this is donations uh on the show so all those donations that i got i ended up uh upgrading for the show the stream deck uh let's see here you can get up on amazon and it was hey dave camera um, one and oh did it work yeah it did too and hey, camera one hey camera one nice buddy Oh. Yeah, I saw you playing with OBS the other day. Uh, 134. Wow. Okay, I'm, so that's not bad. bad. So I'm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, here, check this out. Um, Dave and his toys. There we go. Ooh. 
Ooh. It looks familiar. I've seen that before. I know where I've seen that before. What? I think we saw that at Aviator. Yeah, we did. Okay. Bye, Larry. Larry. Oh. Hi, Larry. Hi, Larry. Hey. Coming on? Oh, Larry, <laughs> our guest is still there. He's We're just saying hi. Oh, Larry. <laughs> hi, Larry. <laughs> Hello. Hello, guys. You forgot you were here. Yeah. Oh, Larry's here. Say hi, Larry. Hello, Larry. Hi, Larry. <laughs> hey, hey, for the record, Larry, I didn't forget you were there, man. I appreciate that, man. You're. Because I thought maybe that she one. was just lagged out or something, and she just did not <laughs> came through. No, she <laughs> hey, look at look how many people we have on right now. JP, you want, yeah. you want to do a so thumbnail excited. real quick to get everybody on here? Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Oh what? man. What? I got that more virtual background. You, you can no turn the virtual. Back. A, I can see oh, that. Oh, this. Look at the Georges. <laughs> ready? Everybody ready? Ready? One, two, three. Oh, man. Get it, JP? My, my cheeks hurt. about this stuff. Good Lord. Hey, every time I've covered up. David, Brian we can see your JP background speech. move so we know that you're not froze. <laughs> <laughs> so, since, since we know that our guest is still here, I do have another question for him. Oh, oh there have you ever flown over water? Have you ever flown over water? No, have you ever flown over water and needed um, flotation? Have you ever had a uh, motor out over water? No, the only river, we have rivers by us. The rivers aren't all that big. I think the biggest river I've flown across is probably about 500 yards across. And I've never needed it. Um, but some of the guys do fly, like like to fly low over the water. If I'm going over water, I'm going where I know I can can land on the other side or go back to where I'm at. But some of the guys do fly lower. They'll fly 100 feet. Some will fly 50 feet over the water. And they do carry, you know, the, the automatic flotation devices. So they've never had to use it. But as we know, anytime you're flying these motors, man, I just, I don't trust them. I, I just don't trust them as much as I, with the Polini, I've never had an engine out in 600 hours on them, but I still don't trust it. Larry, did, you, did I hear you say you've been flying for 14 years? Yep. And, and who did you train with? Dave he Holcomb. lives in Jeff Goins' neighborhood, man. Yeah, okay. Jeff lived about uh, about a mile and a half from me down the street. Oh, wow. Okay, so in 14 years, you got to see the rise and the I don't want to say the fall yet, unfortunately, but the rise of the Shanzis and the um, uh, Fisters. Yeah. And what's, your, what's your take on all that and watching these guys come in and and really, they're the reason though only that they're so big is because mm -hmm. of the the media. Marketing that they've done through YouTube. Other than that, they'd be just nothing. Which exactly. uh, well, Fisters seems to have a lower profile. Shamsi is obviously the guy that's out there, the narcissist that I believe him to be. What well, what really kind of aggravates me about him is that the people getting into the sports are trying to figure out what should they get, who should they go to, and because yeah. of his marketing, they go to him, and he's pushing all this stuff. That and telling stuff either stretching the truth or sometimes lies. I, I really think he takes advantage of people, and that, that truly bothers me. Is that about uh, Fister? Yeah, uh, Fister, I don't know enough about him. I, I just don't hear enough. But Shanzi, 
Shamsi is the one that I think just takes such advantage of people that truly don't know better. If you get into the sport, you have no clue. I remember getting into it like, well, what's good gear? What's not good gear? Who's a good instructor? And you start to fall for his stuff and you start to believe it. And man, he just, he's just underhanded. I don't, I like people being straight with me and I don't feel he's a straight person. I just, he rubs me the wrong way. And he's probably the only person on the planet I truly don't like. And I actually don't even know the guy other than what I've read never, about him. And, I never met him, but he sure posted a lot of mean things in the comment sections of my, uh, my videos. I mean, really mean, just cruel things. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Well, yeah, because I, I, mean, I started off with a, a used flat top, and then sure. I got that so I could jump over and get the um, the the, 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 the angel. Mm -hmm. So when I went from the pair, you know, the flat top to the angel, that's when he trashed me. I mean, paragraphs and paragraphs of just I'm the most <laughs> evil guy in the world. Really? Yeah. yeah it, it, there's something about him. I just. He just rode me the wrong way. Like I said, I just don't want to see people taking advantage of him, which is exactly his business model. Get people that don't know what they're doing and try to sell them everything they possibly can and convince them he's the best pilot. And yeah, Just to see people getting taken advantage of just pisses me off to know him. Well, well, Larry, it sounds like you got tons of experience, man. And, you know, you've met a lot of people, but have you uh, ever been an instructor or taught somebody how to fly? Yeah, my son. Um, when he graduated college, he wanted to fly. <laughs> the odd thing was, I mean, I trained him for a while. And when I felt he was ready to go, after several months, kiting, all the good stuff you should do. He had one flight, had a blast. I've got it up on my site. And then he just never wanted to do it again. I don't know why. He, he, to this day, he can't explain why. It's just the time constraint, I guess, for him. Wow. But that's the only person I try not to train people. I'm mm -hmm. You know, there's people out there that are really good at doing that. And I'm a decent pilot, but there's a lot of pilots way better than I am and a lot of instructors way better. I just did it because he wanted to do it. And he's my kid, so I kind of felt safe doing it. I'll share with you this. Um, you know, Fisters is toned it down quite a bit in the last year. If you look back over a year ago before I did that video comparing free training with the training for it. Uh, he was Hold on, there's a lot. Kevin, hit your who's uh thank you so you you know he's not pumping out the videos like he used to uh i think a lot of people have really opened their eyes i've had people actually i had uh one gentleman and this was more than one occasion but i remember one gentleman called me from fly my pbg saying i just want you to know i'm here right now because of your video and not over there at fisters i was ready to go and then i saw your video and i pulled back now with that being said uh I know. I think Dave knows the story, and I think he's the only one. I'll share the story. There's a gentleman that reached out to me. I'm not going to say his name, but he reached out to me about two months ago, and he calls me up. And he said uh, he messaged me first. And he said, um, uh, "I came. I, I just started flying. I trained at Flight Junkies, um, and I'm having trouble. I'm, I live in Lexington. I'm having trouble getting my glider over my head now. Can you help me?" And I said, "I replied back. I said, well, I'd love to, and congratulations on." learning to fly but i um i'm really not an instructor he goes well you just become a basic flight instructor i'm like oh yeah there is that i said well i don't know if i'm really comfortable teaching anybody and he says i said but you know why did you go to flight junkies it goes his, his response was because i saw your video after i went to flight junkies so he was there for a week made only three flights and then i said all right come on let's check it out and, and so he comes up to cincinnati and and we had a not the best conditions but we we tried to work on it and then when the conditions calmed down 
he was able to get the fighter overhead, but he wasn't good with his throttle control, came off the throttle. Twice he got lucky and didn't rip up his uh, uh, glider. Third time, not so lucky. And we sent that off to Shannon. Um, got the glider Shannon, back. Shannon who? Huh? Shannon. Shannon who? Your girl. Yeah, yeah I know. Really? I know. I'm Hold on. I'm trying to give a shout out, and it's not working. Okay. She says, Shannon Michaels, at four wins, to repair it, friends of Shane, who taught Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I mean, Shane acts dumb all the time. I thought he was just continuing. I, <laughs> all right. Can I love you, Shane. <laughs> Here's the worst part of it all. I said to him very clearly, I said, go back, work with your throttle control, keeping it there. Don't take your hand off the throttle so that glider gets over your head, stays there, and then you can go full throttle. And we'll come back when you get your glider back, and we'll go ahead and work on it some more. But whatever you do, don't attach your glider to your trike. Guess what happened next? He attached uh, the glider to the strike, took off, went and followed in my footsteps, unfortunately, and went into a tree. No. Yeah. Uh, wow. Ribs, strained internal muscles, and a concussion. His trike made it out in one piece. His paramotors trashed. Uh, luckily, I've got a very good friend that's been a guest on our show, Tim Garvey, who's going to sell him a lot of his used parts and do all the work at no cost for him to fix the whole thing back up. Oh, and that's then, nice. Time he'll come see me and we'll get him again. So um, Fister is very scary. And I've heard, I've heard more and people reach out to me a lot and give me nightmare stories. And in fact, um, that's one of the things that I'm not going to call him out by name when we do the show with uh, Alexis, but I know that there's uh, a lady that's training right now. That was what I call a Fister failure. And luckily <laughs> He didn't give up on it like I didn't give up on it. And now is getting the right training over at Lone Star. So that's great news there. Cool. So, um, But it's funny that you should say that, Larry, because I'm actually working. And I hate to share a secret, but I'll share it just because, you know, I'm working on a project right now, video that I think is going to be a, a very impactful video. And the title of the video, you guys are promised you're not going to make your own videos, right? No. Uh, right? JP's I'm like, not allowed to show my video, so I, I got know. 10 subscribers today. I'm good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to steal this idea so quick. <laughs> I make zero promises about ma making no videos. I, I'm still waiting to get uh, uh, exhaust repaired or replaced because I haven't been flying for a while and I don't even know what I'm going to do with myself, but so, I'll watch your, your video. The name of this video is probably going to come out. I, I mean, I'm in production on it. Um, it's going to long way before I have it perfected where I want to put it out because I think it's going to make a huge impact and have a lot of views on it uh, for a year or two to come. It's going to be called How to Choose Your Paramotor Instructor or School. What separates, and basically it'll go into what, what kind of questions are you going to ask the instructor interviewing them? You know, talk to a bunch of different instructors, but do you have this? Do you have this? Are you doing this? Are you just throwing it all together? Are you just throwing people up in the air and, and, and hoping to God that they come down safely. You know, that sort of stuff. So hopefully that's going to be a really good video. Um, I oh, can't exactly. wait for that one. I have, yeah, I've noticed. Huh? Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's the first thing I was Larry I was just chatting. I didn't mean to chat over you. It's yeah. The first thing I've, I looked back at when I started, like I knew nothing. I mean, literally nothing. I had to rely on someone, but I didn't even know what questions to ask. All right. What's so going that's, on? That's a great video. What's going on at the George house right now? I told you, better woman's charity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Larry. <laughs> That's okay. That's all I was saying. Yeah, it's just, 
you don't even as a newbie you don't even know what to ask i mean what, the, yeah where do you even start what a mistake i made what a mistake i made but i drank the kool-aid and i thought i was going to the right place because of the mentality that he instills it's, it's us versus them yep exactly exactly oh, that? so true story most people don't know i i don't think i've ever shared this um get looking into getting into paramotoring i almost fell for the fresh breeze setup. Yeah, I think we talked about that. Yeah, because of the uh, because of the free training, my limited funds. Um, I, I mean, I, I got into the sport literally with when I say every dime that I had, I literally got into the sport with everything. Um, if I break something, I'm screwed because um, I don't have the money to replace it. But I've been flying and I love it. And I mean, if I had to go get a second job to, to, to get a prop, then I'll go get a second job. But um, literally when, when I got into the sport, I, I looked at Kurt Fister and just for the simple fact of the free training, I was like, mm -hmm. man, I can buy all the gear and get free training. It'll be perfect. It's cheaper. And <clears throat> honestly, I was trying to get a hold of people yeah. that flew at the compound and when i um contacted them via uh their videos or what have you i didn't get any replies and one day i was at work and i seen a guy drive by in a paramotor and i jumped in my work truck and i chased the guy down to his office and i had a conversation with him he told me about four winds and told me about aviators which both schools are in my opinion from what i've seen are exactly the same I called aviators and they were, I want to say nine months out. And yeah. I was like, I didn't want to wait nine months. So I called four winds and they're like, Oh, when do you want to come? And I was like, um, and I got to thinking I'm in Florida. It's hot. So maybe October be cooled down a little bit. Went there in October and it was still 98 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> there was, there was no relief. <laughs> So, I mean, I almost, I, I, just for the simple fact of the free training, I almost, I don't think I've ever said this before, but I mean, uh, on, on, on a live, but, or, you know, I'm, in private, I've said it, but I almost fell for going there because of the free training. And I've gone to fly-ins, I've had pilots, well, they're not pilots. They've gone to training and not been able to fly after going to that class. And I'm like, man, I don't know what I would do if I was in that situation right now. I'd be bust. I, I would have busted up equipment that I couldn't afford to, to replace right now. And I'm, I'm lucky. That's such a good point because when Mark started flying and everything and seeing how much money he spent, I thought, and I was getting excited for him. And then I, with Breezy for the first time on a tandem and I thought oh I want to do this and I thought how would I ever be able to afford to do this because it's so expensive I mean and I'm kind of glad that he's you know gone through it spent the money made all the mistakes because now we can save money on me plus you know starting the business but I remember thinking there's no way I'm going to fly it costs too much money we can't afford both of us yeah. best money you'll ever spend is on training and you get what you pay for amen I I 1,000% stand behind that statement right there. 1,000. It's – Don't buy any I mean, gear until you go to the trainer and meet the 
meet the uh, the the uh, the teacher because yep. a lot of people make that mistake. They buy their gear, they think they can know what to pick out. I did start with a fresh breeze, and I almost went to Fister. And as soon as I went to Kylo Glee, first thing he did is make me get rid of that fresh breeze. So, and that would kind of suck because you just spent money on that fresh breeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I got a I got a pretty good deal, man. It, it, another guy went to Fister. I don't know that guy personally because I got it through a third party. But evidently, what happened is he went to the training. He bought. I got the wing and the and the whole setup. Uh, he went to training. He learned how to fly. He did one flight. He came home, sold his trailer, sold the equipment, and I ended up with it for like forty six hundred bucks. Oh, you got it! Uh, and and oh. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, he spent probably ten grand plus on it. Oh, Thirteen oh, grand. Yeah. Thirteen grand. 13, thir- wow. Yeah, because it was the uh, Simonini uh, two hundred two. Yeah, I spent twelve nine. Is that with the trike or without? No trike, no <laughs> trike, but I got the wing and the paramotor, and it was all brand spanking new. Just under ten, then. Just under ten. Yeah, yeah. I got. I paid forty six hundred for it. Yeah, you you did really well. Waste of waste of waste of money going there. Um, I'm gonna. Well, and, and a guy didn't go into the sport. He gave it up. Too bad. I hate to see anybody get out of the sport. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say good night because I've got birthday cake waiting in bed. I mean. I need to get to sleep for the night. <laughs> you're looking to go get a piece. Oh, Dave, so, Dave, Dave, so you're going to, you're looking to go get a piece. Got it. Of that cake. Uh, <laughs> is, it, is it, hey, is it cake or is it pie? Oh, no, not again. <laughs> Look at Dave. <laughs> going to get me some pie. Happy, uh, happy birthday, Dave. Yeah, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Bye. Thanks for jumping on. You need to work and plug me, you know? Marcus plugging you? What? All right. So now that <laughs> Dave's gone, I'm going to give everybody. Well, she did say any chance. I now that Dave's gone, I'm going to give everybody his uh, personal number so Better we can Dave. text him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell. Oh, hell. I'll give it to you. I have it too. <laughs> I got it. Goodbye. He gives it to everybody. See ya. Thanks, Dave. See you, Dave. See you, Dave. All right. Now we can talk about him. Because <laughs> he's going to be watching. I say we get we all text him about two o'clock in the morning. Happy birthday! And there you go. And four. Uh, four. Belated birthday. Yeah, I was going to mention on the show last night, but I didn't want to get muted. So. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Dave, Dave, how's that? Uh, bring him every ten minutes. Yeah. Ten minutes. Don't get on the bananas. Dave, exactly. Dave, how's your farm? How's your farm doing? Um, busy. I've got a calf fixing to be born. I've got another cow that hopefully in the spring, we don't know if she's uh, pregnant or not. We've got a palpator here in another couple of weeks. Um, one of the turkeys went to the great freezer camp this morning for Thanksgiving. Wow. Um, yeah, other than that, it's just it's it's busy. I've got eggs fixing the hatch here in about three days. Uh, nice. I have new chicks on the ground as well. So, hey, I don't I don't know if any of you guys have watched uh, Ripman Riding's uh, ripping around the compound video, but uh, he's you the uh, he's the first guy he's the first guy to penetrate me on a wingtip during uh, flight and. Uh, I'm watching oh, I'm it right say, now. Say that again, Shane. And you hush you, your face. You hush yeah. your face. 
Hopefully he'll like this one. It's in the oven. Where am I? What is watching here? What is this? Nikki's dream. That looks like flying at uh, Live Oak. Yeah, that looks like uh, a lot of people. That looks like Swanee Parafest. Yep. Look how excited I get. <laughs> I know. Look at your feet. Your feet are like, oh, my foot. Oh, is this yeah. the uh, Swanee? He's flying with hay bale. That's hay bale. I said, oh, shoot, that's oh. hay bale. <laughs> <laughs> about to run into him. He's about to chase yeah. him down. And I, uh, fly through his wing tip. Oh, yeah. I, I put my heat seekers on, tractor beam locked, and uh, <laughs> I engaged speed bar to, to track him down. I was like, was oh, man. A, was there a pretty good turnout? Uh, it, was, it was good. It, it was, looks uh, like there's a lot of people there. Maybe a couple. Well, rumor rumor has it I just go to fly-ins to drink beer. So, I'll, you know, that's all I saw. Exactly. No, Cheney, I saw like you were cooking some serious breakfast there. Island flyer. I cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner. All oh. the every meal there. I would just like. I oh, would, I would just hang out there for the food. Hold on, that's a lie. Sat what was it? JP was it Saturday we had the five dollar breakfast of burnt burnt pancakes? Yes, yes, that was Oh, you burnt the pancakes? <clears throat> Not me. No. Oh, who the did one it? day he didn't cook, it got burnt. No. Yay. I have I have hey, a so question. I'm really, I have a question real I'm quick. I'm really curious. Who's gonna text Dave in about five minutes and with a I need a glass of water moment? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's gonna do that? Yeah. Well, well throw five a number minutes. Up on the YouTube five minutes. You better chat. do it in about two we'll minutes. No, everybody who has kids knows it's right about the five-minute mark when you close the bedroom doors and all of a sudden yeah. your toes get tickled. I, I, I do have a question about the video that's being played, real quick, y'all. Um, I see that it's a, uh, it, it's an airport, and you got a lot of people around. How do you? I mean. Is this an active airport? Is it closed off for uh, GH? No, it's active. They they actually had um, on Saturday morning between eight and ten. They had the correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, JP was it the oh, e, was it the EEA or EAA? Yeah, Experimental uh, Aircraft Association. They had they had people coming in. Yeah, the same time we're flying, coming in and going out. The pattern just went way around where we were flying. We had a little, our little pattern, which was inside the larger pattern. So it we were. Go ahead, JP. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a thing. Like you had to keep your head on a swivel. It was for sure uh, not uh, the safest environment. I wouldn't call it dangerous though. You, exactly. the aircraft. There was no communications once again between everybody. Um, they did tell people to initiate a left-hand pattern mm -hmm. and try to stick to that. So that helped a lot, but, uh, you know, I was flying a mojo. I had people coming, limit? I had people underneath me, left and right on me, passing me, man. Just, I mean, way too many people too close to me for a while. Yeah. You were trying to keep that social distancing of six feet at least. As JP just did a tip touch with you. Yeah. 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 Gave you the Coronas. 
He finally uh, chased me down, man. He was persistent. <laughs> I, I noticed that JP was holding on to the risers pretty hard. His... Uh, that's because I was on speed bar. So. Gotcha. Just just for stability? No, I was steering with the rear. Uh, oh, geez. can you show that again real quick? Because yeah, I've, I don't think I've ever really done that before. Break JP, are you saying that you were steering from the rear during the tip touch? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I see. Okay, I, I got you. Oh my goodness. Amy's Amy's drawing her uh her baking tonight. Her yeah, she's baking pies. pies for my bosses tomorrow for Thanksgiving. Yeah, what, so what flavor pies? What are these? This yeah. one right here is um back to when I lived in Kentucky. It's a Kentucky Derby pie. And for those of you that do not know, that's Mark and Amy from ParaswagUSA.com and Parachick Pies. And you know, I still don't have a sticker to go to that brand new uh, paramotor or paracamper I got out there. I still don't have any stickers. It's weird. You know, I don't have any uh, addresses to send people stuff. That that has been my fault, and I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I Actually, Shane, I, I heard no. one sticker was being mailed to you today. 24-inch yes. uh, Paralap sticker. Yeah, bigger the better. I'm just saying. And just so you guys know, I got That's myself a said. really comfortable Paris. You like them big, huh? Okay. Oh, and those of, um, all get stickers too. Those of you who had donated for pie, so you'll get two stickers. Yeah, I'll send you all that information. I've been kind of under the weather, and yeah, I heard. I mean, a real a real host a real host would have gone through no matter what he was going through. He would have sent out that information. I didn't want to accidentally text, you know, text them some COVID if I had it. So I was trying to be uh, safe. <laughs> now it's coming through work. via text. Don't don't want to send any viruses. I was watching Channel Two this morning, and Alex Trebek was still on Jeopardy. So I don't know what you guys are complaining about. Well, I'll tell you this: if I'd have found out he was in the hospital, I would have personally went to the hospital and got the list before he passed out. On yeah. Oh man. So, so show us real quick, um, JP. Uh, uh, you're you're holding on to your brake and to your rear risers. Yeah, just on. I don't. I think it's different on every glider, but like right, right here. Um, right where I just basically clip my magnets to uh, their spot on the D D riser, uh -huh. and uh, on most gliders, you're not supposed to pull brakes when you're on speed bar because. Uh, you can cause a collapse or whatever. So yeah, um, it's what's actually, it's what's known as rear riser steering. Which actually, on the ozone gliders, you can pull brake, but it's a bad habit to get into. I feel like so I'm trying to not get into the habit of pulling brakes while on speed. Bars. So I have a question real quick while we're right here. When you're riding your speed bar, if your wing has tip steering, that would be the time you would use your tip steering, correct? Yeah, yes, but. Uh, I have to either let go of the toggles um, to do that. Because well, you got them tied in. Tied in. Yeah. See, I, I keep mine separate. I don't tie them in that now, way. I've seen a video oh. that Kyle O'Glee did the other day where he was doing his speed bar and steering with his speed bar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you, you, you let the too. opposite, you let out the opposite foot and it just cre it creates a, a articulation in the leading edge of the wing instead of in the trailing edge of the wing. So I like putting one trimmer out or another. Yeah, exactly. Just it's like doing the trimmers on the nose instead of doing the trimmers on the on the tail. 
Exactly. I was listening to cloud-based mayhem um, today. Um, if you guys haven't listened uh, or don't listen, uh, just check out cloud-based mayhem on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Uh, pretty awesome stuff that I was listening to. Um, anyway, it is uh, 914. My dogs are growling out there. My son's uh, home. Um, there's mayhem going everywhere and things are up in the air so um i am going to cut the live stream i want to thank everyone uh, for being here definitely our guest larry Corral. we appreciate it trike flyer made it over here and paramotor crazy jumped on uh we appreciate you guys um walter from australia and uh tommy from um uh, well local um thank you tommy pbg tommy and of course we can't forget Mark and Amy from ParaSwagUSA.com. Para, para chick pies. Is that a .com yet? Yes, it is. Um, I still have some more pictures to put up, so I haven't put it to the site yet. Awesome. So check out para chick pies. You won't believe what you find. JP, thank you very much for being our IT guy and uh, sharing some screens. Uh, Kevin can fly with all your awesome information uh, at kevincanfly.com. Linda Anderson, she is our cheerleader and we appreciate you very much. Never trust the skinny chef Shane. Hello. Our comic relief and um, the guy that likes to. There he is. Never trust the skinny chef Shane. He has 424 subscribers. Hopefully after tonight, you might, uh, I don't know, subscribe if you want to. I don't know. We got yeah. Brian. Hey, Bill Waller. Uh, he's hey. been with us for how many episodes now? How many episodes, hey. Brian? How, how, how long have you been with us? Uh, I think this is about 21 or 22, something like that. Wow. We are on episode 43 already. So thank you so much. Mm -hmm. We got um you see john wayne jumped in so welcome and thank you very much john wayne doug martin if you uh we've had him on a couple of times so thank you doug for jumping on and and uh hanging out with us i think i hit everybody right i said everybody so thank you very much everyone we appreciate you i think i'm missing something who, who else am i missing did i miss anybody that had oh um meinberg he was on he had to jump off real quick so uh thank you for jumping oh, yeah. on early yeah. we appreciate you guys so that's it for this episode of ppg grandpa's paramotor podcast aka clear prop tv go over and listen to us at paratalk.org y'all have a great evening and we appreciate you and see you next week same everybody. same para channel great show Hi guys. cheers love yeah Stop live stream. Boom. Wow. All right. So our YouTube is done, but we still have our audio. Still oh, we didn't even our... get a chance to talk about the guy that broke his back. What? Yeah. Uh, the flying. Yeah. Oh, I guess we can talk about that right, real quick. Uh, I just thought of it because of this. What? What is it? Yeah, I was wondering about going, it. Going through. I didn't know that right, somebody broke his back. Right here. I was going through Brian Waller's channel at Brian Waller dot com no just kidding it's uh brian waller on youtube and i see right here brianwaller.com right here do you recognize this wing brian, Is brian yeah here? i mean i already recognize the video before you play it it's leading edge is white with blue and red it's the exact same wing that you fly it is and uh his name is jb 
B, B is in boy. Yeah, and, John Boy. And he so I met him at the fly-in. Yeah, Please. me and Shane actually saw it happen. He uh, spiraled down when he oh. hit some sink and rotor and hit at 45 degree angles. He uh, did a compound fracture on L1. Oh. Um, what day was that? I want to see if I, I got it on film. It was Friday. Friday morning? Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh! So, so I had just left the same area. I don't. Don't ask me why. I, <clears throat> I went downwind, got stuck in this bowl at the end of the runway. It's just, it's a, it's a, a field surrounded by trees with the runway at one end opened. The first time, Sean, I thanked Andrew um, for this. I was actively flying my wing because I was only about 70 feet, 60, 70 feet off the ground. And I took two tip collapses and did not panic because of his course. Because, well, as we know, your wing still flies. So not to worry about it. I came in and landed. And when I landed, I told um, another pilot and I told Brian, I said, whatever you do, don't go in that corner over there. It's horrible. And I, I explained to him what happened. Um, then we had another friend of ours that was staying um, in my camper come in to land. And just as he landed, Brian goes, look out or look at that guy. And just I seen him at 10 feet and he smacked the ground. I mean, absolutely just wasn't good so brian and everybody we all started yelling you know for the guys on the golf cart to go check the pilot out and uh yeah it's bad the guy he's a super nice guy him and his wife are just i don't know if you ever seen uh in in brian's video for uh uh north carolina the veil uh north carolina flight if you got it but the two little boys that are kiting their little two meter wings, two and four year olds. Um, it's their, what is it? Uh, great uncle um, that, that crashed. So great guy. I just, me and Brian ended up having to go look for the, uh, the wing. Um, the wing had got, uh, the motor got back to the motor home. The wing ended up somewhere else. We ended up finding the wing, got it back to him, and surprisingly, he was up and moving around. Doctors told him not to uh, lay around too much, but he did. He was not happy about moving around. Man, what a terrible, terrible. So did he get? Did he get locked into a spiral? Was he messing around, or did, did was it the trashy air? What was it? Brian, I, I've seen I've seen at the last ten feet. So Brian, what did you see? So there was a, some rotor down there behind those trees. Um, I experienced a little bit of shakiness down there. I wasn't as low as Shane was. He took some wing collapses. Um, but when I looked down there, I had just saw Jason, one of our other buddies, land. And basically what I saw is him come down. He was at the top of the tree line and he was headed south. The wind was out of the north. He was behind the trees. 
And he did a 180 degree turn, spiral down to the ground, 180 degree, 45 just into the ground from, from 100 feet down. And uh, I knew when he hit that he came in way too hard for a no, any kind of normal landing. And, uh, you know, of course, there was no movement. And he had the good, se- he had the good sense to, to not move and to right. just lay there until help got there because he was not injured so bad that, he, you know, he couldn't have tried to move. But he couldn't make himself worse if he, you know, if he wouldn't have waited. But luckily, we got help to him pretty quick. And, uh, you know, God willing, he's going to have a full recovery. The, the nice uh, thing about this field here is there is literally a fire department ambulance on site and and a, uh, a, hel- a helicopter, medical helicopter on site. So right here is when I noticed that there was someone at the bottom of the runway with their glider uh, and all bundled up and I wasn't sure if they just landed out like ran out of fuel or what and then I realized he wasn't really moving um someone's running to him yeah there's somebody there with a golf cart now and then you'll start to see a lot of more commotion happens so somebody in a pickup truck starts speeding over and then you see uh ambulance and uh I think even a fire truck might have come um, yeah, you had a fire truck, an ambulance. Um, actually, I think you had two fire trucks, to be honest with you. But I'm telling you, right there is where I took two collapses 15 minutes before this guy hit. It's like a little bowl of trees that's all cleared out. Like it's kind of looks He's like a little up. rotor factory. If you look at it right here, it's just. Yeah, hold, hold that right there, JP. The wind is literally coming from a little bit more. Not where the campers are, a little bit more to the left, if you will. And I don't know what it is about this little area right here, but it was some trashy, trashy air. And, I mean, I'm on an A-wing, and it took two collapses. And this guy, I, I don't remember what, JP, you remember his wing? What wing? It actually collapsed while you were flying? Yeah, I took two tip collapses, yeah, wow. on the left side. One, one it dipped down because I was already actively flying the, the wing because it was such bad air. Um, so I was looking straight up at the wing. I noticed my left hand is pretty much fell. And then I left it, uh, you know, hands up and it opened back up. And then within two seconds, if any, it collapsed again. I was just like, holy crap. What did I get myself into? And <laughs> I was at 60, I was at 60, 70 feet. There's nothing I could the, there's not enough time if the wing uh-huh. takes a frontal to recover. I can't throw a reserve. You know, I realized at that point I was screwed. And I happened to just get out of that area. I went and immediately landed. I told, um, who did I tell? Josh and Brian, um, don't go in that corner. That corner's the devil. And <laughs> within 10 minutes or 15 minutes after that, we watched the guy go down in that corner and did he uh, did he turn hard did he turn hard 180 and 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 fly down wind and just locked in or what brian like i said i've only seen the last 10 feet of him hitting oh. i could i couldn't tell you any more than the last 10 feet is what i saw 
Unfortunately, I got to see the uh, impact, which I'm fine with not ever seeing that, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't necessarily downwind. He was actually turning into the wind, but there was a lot of rotor. I mean, he, yeah. he was behind some trees that were 100 feet high, and, uh, you know, he just he just hit some sink, and maybe, maybe he could have given it more power and got out of it, uh, but you know that we saw him go down. He 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 hit pretty hard. So I have a speculation on this because I've seen this type of accident before. Normally, what happens is in the midst of a turn, you'll hit rotor, so the lower half, the inside half of the wing, basically just falls out, and it's mm-hmm. almost the same feeling as when you spin the wing. And then what happens is when the wing starts to refly, it starts to refly very dynamically. But like Brian said, with being that low to the ground, you just don't have time to get the wing to refly and then get straightened back up. Just winds up drilling you into the ground. Okay, so Brian, correct me if I'm wrong. You have communications with this gentleman? I have. Yeah, we're friends on Facebook. Is Is there maybe a chance later we can, after he gets probably feeling better, we can get him on the show and talk about it? Oh, uh, there's a chance. I don't know if he's, uh, you know, the kind of guy that wants to share his story. Uh, I would say no. Okay. Um, no, I, I, I know, I know who he is. I, I mean, I know how he is. I just we can see. We, if we, we, can we, we, you know, our, our we're not, we're not recording, and we're not going to stream, right? We are recording, so we're going to go ahead and uh, kill the audio part. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, you got a little bit of behind the scenes, and we're gone. Have a great day. Brian, Brian, I'm sorry. Chef Shane right here. Brian Haybell Ward. And uh, this live stream is not coming to you live, but we're streaming it. (laughs) We're at uh, Swanee Parafest in Live Oak, Florida. And uh, I so far have about five flights in. Uh, Got up there one time on some Parapark. We're just going to record a stream here. Whoever wants to come by. I think there's a couple other people here you might recognize. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, got the mask on for COVID. We're following guidelines here. Outdoors, except not really. I heard. I mean, if you're outdoors, you're basically safe, right? Like the transfer rate is so. It is pretty low. Let's talk about transfer rate of the fuel from your fuel tank to your carburetor and through the uh, ignitions of the spark plug. That's what we want to talk about. Nah. Let's, let's talk about who's standing in the background over here. Oh, Back right bad. corner, we got Travis Burns. Oh, oh, oh. we lost him. <laughs> He's gone. He's Travis Burns. Yes, sir. And we also have. Yeah. Come over Blue here. Sky Allie. Everybody remembers Allie? She put together my fair motor. That motor right there. Got time lapse of that. It was pretty awesome. And uh, I've got about 30 hours on it. It's been the best 30 hours of my life, for sure. Trained an aviator. Not exactly the best 30 hours. Well, there was there, one There was one was flight, flying. number 63. <laughs> <laughs> gave me a new call You know, aviator gave me the call sign of Tiger because I was an Auburn fan. And we didn't come up with anything super original down there like Chop Shoey got or Cloud Dancer. But uh, – you know, we, there's actually been a couple chop shoes there. Yeah. yeah, but but anyway, new nickname is Hey Bell. 
But shout out to Resurgence PPG, best organization out there in Fair Motors, in my opinion. We did a fundraiser for them last week. Probably didn't we raise enough money, I, did we? Yeah, I mean, I contributed. Else, we got I hear that if you train with Travis Burns at One Up Adventures, is that right? That money will be contributed to uh, Resurgence PPG. Is that, am I off? Okay. <laughs> no, okay. I'm, I'm sorry, man, if I am. Throwing them under the bus. I just got back from three weeks with Resurgence PPG. Yeah, so you did the prospect. How was that? Uh, I'm actually on my way from California right now. I haven't been home. Wow. So we had 16, 17 resurgence candidates. Yeah, I've been following uh, everything I can see on Facebook and, and Instagram. And we, so we were kind of under this NDA thing where we couldn't post a lot of what was going on because there's a film being made about the entire adventure. Gotcha. By some professional filmmakers. Okay. And um, but um, been in the sport for 10 years. And I've never done anything as amazing as this trip that I'm just coming home from right now. That's awesome. And uh, to see, like, a lot of these guys who are resurgence candidates, some of them who hadn't flown since their training two years ago, um, some with prosthetics, some with two prosthetics, and we, we were able to get them up in the air and do these incredible, like, 40-mile cross-country flights through Arizona, California, and wow. through the most amazing scenery you can imagine. They were totally inspired. Matty Rowan is here. He's one of the resurgence candidates. I mean, like, if you guys okay. can get him on, talk about it. Wait, we'd love to have him on. So, yeah, so, so I'm sorry to call you out on that, but uh, no, so, so basically, I had uh, talked, commented in a talk show recently with Todd Scandrick. Um, it was the uh, Thursday night show. Yep. Yeah. Dot com. Dot com. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, you know, some cool guys on there. Uh, Sean Nasser, I've enjoyed chatting with him back and forth. Uh, I have a contribute to Resurgence PBG, and, they, and the answer was just come train with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how I roll. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's cool. So, um, yeah. You know, so Todd, Todd and I worked together for three years now. He first started Resurgence. He had contacted myself and Eric, and we met with Todd. And then we met Todd at Beach Blast in 2015, and um, loved the idea of what he wanted to do. And um, yeah, I got a lot of respect for, for doing that for the military, for sure. No, it's 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 an amazing organization. Like you said, I think it's I think it's the best organization within the G community right now. It's truly just um, a selfless organization. Wants to take care of these guys. You heard that right out of the horse's mouth. So don't forget about it. Resurgenceppg.com. You can go there and you can contribute. They have the link at the bottom to contribute. It's very easy. We showed you the last week. But uh, yeah, I, I missed the opportunity to fly uh, with Todd. I've never met him personally. I, I, I know his name. I know what he represents and does, and I respect that. Uh, but I was in the flying and flying it. You've got it in North Carolina. Recent, yeah. It's his stomping grounds. Uh, he's from close to there, he said. And he was passing through South Alabama, and he reached out on Facebook to find somebody to fly with. Somebody recommended me. 
So out of the blue, Todd contacts me and asks if he could fly with me. And I said, well, I would love to. I'm not there. And uh, I set him up with my dad. He was going to go to my parents' house and fly out in the front yard. But the weather didn't work out, so he had to cancel. And uh, so he missed the opportunity there. But the guy sent me a couple shirts. This is one of them. Resurgence PPG. Dive some in. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I, I look forward to meeting him. I've, I've met you a couple times in the past. And uh, I'm going to be an aviator in a few days to fry some turkeys up. Are you going to be around for the turkey cooking? Thanksgiving? Not that day. I'm going to be with my parents up in uh, Central Florida. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, will, I won't make the turkey. Gotcha. Are you going to miss it, man? I got a turkey fryer in the back of my truck right now. And, uh, I, I did it last year. When you cook for people, they tend to invite you back. Yeah. That's why this guy's a, a chef. That's why he don't go without me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the cook? Yeah, never trust a skinny chef Shane. He's a co-host on our show Monday night. That's what I said too. I was yeah. like, what? Before he didn't have time celebrity. <laughs> this guy right here. I see him all over the place. I'm like, never Who are you? Right <laughs> I yeah. totally made him take a selfie. I'm like, I'm going to send this off. Because nobody's gonna J know that. JP Tulo, <laughs> this awesome. is the only guy in our little clique that has actually tossed the laundry I did in regular that. flights. What? So, uh, yeah. yep. If you don't know what that means, that means he threw his reserve because he needed to. I have to go back to day two of my SIB test. We're gonna cover that. I hope the video comes out better than what I'm seeing, but if not, you can imagine that no, it's uh, like we all have perfect we have color. Eight pixels yes. per face. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> like show the ugliest. Orange, but yellow, blue, blue. <laughs> so I, I hear, what, what's the gentleman's name that, that was in the tour recently? Resurgence that is here? Um, Matt. Yeah. Not Matt Minyard, was it? No, Matty Rowan. Matty Rowan. Okay. Yeah. So He's a cool guy. If somebody can link up with him, we'll get him on here to talk about his experience. Uh, I don't know if we can pause this or not. You know, yeah, you can always cut it out. I guess you can hit stop video start. Did you start the video? Yeah, it's recording. It says recording. So I've done this a couple times. So I've done this a couple times just to play around, just to show my mom how to use Zoom. And then, like, Sean came back to me. He's like, Hey man, I saw you playing around with. Us. Oh yeah, so, so, so yeah, so he's recording, but yeah. anyway, later on we're gonna have a fire, and uh, we've been having some good flights. It's been pretty windy at the fly-in. A lot of people have been flying. Yesterday I was in the air. There was probably about thirty paramotors up there. At one point, JP was trying to give me a wingtip touch. I got and, one. Yeah, and I had another guy on my right, and then some dude underneath me on a speed wing comes zooming her. Zooming underneath me, I was like, I was outside of my comfort zone, big time. Yeah, so that's typical flying stuff. I think this is only my second fly-in, though. Anyway, good times. Good times. It was crazy bumpy today. It wasn't that. So it was good from two o'clock. Okay. Till four o'clock, four thirty. You wanted to be out of the sky. You were done. I took off at two forty-five. It was terrible. Is there a clinic on, on what? Matt, Chris, or Chris Santa Cruz. It's on the clinic. Oh. Uh, I have not even seen Chris yet. 
He's down, I'm sure, that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. That way. Yeah, what are you talking about? Oh, all the cool people are down there. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of groups hanging out. It's been a great fly-in. But it's COVID-friendly. Yes. yes. We're all wearing masks. Except <laughs> right now. Yeah. yeah, normally. It's a 40-mile-an-hour wind, so there's no it COVID. Blows it away. Yeah, it blows no, all no, of the way. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Did you guys fly yep. Meteor Crater? Um, I went to Meteor Crater. It was blowing 60 miles per hour that day, so I did not fly. But I, I was at the edge. Yeah, no, it was. It was so what do you fly? What, what, what motor and what wing do you fly? Um, everything. For, 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 for <laughs> so you got multiple. Uh, yeah, I have multiple motors. I mean, like my daily driver for just me is a. Paragent Maverick and a free ride 15. Okay. Um, but I fly lots of stuff. We went flying tonight. We did a Fly Products Flash Cruiser with a Rider Bleach Door 250 and a Triox 38. The Flash Cruiser has a trike. Yeah. yeah. So you just got into flying trikes, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've been seeing some posts. Yeah. Have you fell in love with it? I love it. Oh, man. I love it. I almost got one when I, I broke my legs, but by the time I could get training and equipment, I, I was going to be able to put them on. The, so I did. You need that gives you like tools. Like, right. You, you it depends on. So it's like having a flathead and a Phillips head. Yeah. You're going to need both at some point. Yeah. I'm going to have bad knees at some point. That trike is lovely. I don't know if you notice all this. My knees are going to get shot soon. <laughs> <laughs> so it's right. So a trike is really just an extra. Well, you're a skinny chef. You barely make off a fire in the background. Yeah, the trike is an extra tool to have. It's fantastic to know. Um, I wouldn't go back now. Do you fly a faster wing now because you're on a trike? Or? I actually fly the spider on the trike when it's just me. It's so great because okay. it's like, oh, I'm flying my wing at a normal weight. So my I'm about to upgrade my wing. I've been flying a Mojo for one year. Yeah. Um, I've been flying for a year. You can uh, fly a Fox 78, 78 flights, uh, about 30 hours. And I've been talking to Eric. And I'm getting ready to you know, make that purchase on a Spider 3. Yes. I've decided that was going to be my next wing. Yeah. Um, he's going to let me test fly a 24 and 26. Right now, I weigh about 195. Uh, so I'll be a little heavy on the 24, a little yeah, spicy. 26. 26, I know. So anyway, either way, it's going to be an order. Well, and here's the nice thing. If you go a little bigger on the spider, like I've done, I'm on a 22. I should be on a 20. Yeah. If you go a 26, it's a little bigger than what you'd be flying. Like you're, you're in the middle. So fly the 26 and it's cushy. So you hit bumps and you're still almost flying that mojo, but your turns are still going to be way more fun. Yeah, and then so, you can introduce tip steering. You actually got like 12 You can tie the tip steering in. It's great. Yeah. A lot of room for advancement. So. And I use tips. The tip steering is tied in on mine and the trims are set all the way out all the time. Gotcha. So, yeah, I look forward to trying them. Um, he's going to let me test fly a couple. I make my decision between the 24 and 26. And, and then uh, we'll place a place an order. Hopefully, I should have that by Christmas time. We'll see. Uh, custom colors. <laughs> yeah, blue, blue, and red. Well, he's if, if I go with the twenty four, he's already got one ordered, and it's gonna be built on December fifteenth. If I go with the twenty six, I've heard there's a back order and stuff, huh? I don't, I don't know. It's custom colors. Like, 
actually y'all keep saying custom what what is custom colors because if you go to our website they list four colors yes. it's not one of the four colors and it's custom colors. It's, custom. it's one of the four colors oh, oh so then the, 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 the dark blue on the front days. with the red on the back that's not 60 days. Okay. That, that, all right so that's why i want to be clear what custom colors were yeah um, you're so, yeah you're doing okay. the blue white blue red. that's when you choose i think it's blue with the yellow stripe and red on the front <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> well, he sent me a link to it. I was looking awesome. at it. Um, yeah. He has in stock the orange blue combination, but even though I'm an Auburn fan and that's our colors, orange and blue, it's totally the wrong orange and blue. Yeah. It's basically, you know, Derek's wing, those exact same colors. Yeah. Um, anyway, I have nothing against it, but no, I like you, the dark blue better. I forgot to get what I want. You know? That's yeah. the thing. Wait on so, it. my my wing, I custom ordered because I was like, I have to wait 90 plus days, might as well custom order it, and it's disgustingly pink. And it matches your setup. It matches me. You don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't like it? It's very vibrant. Man, you know it looks exactly you. Like yeah. Else I wish there was glitter on it. <laughs> yeah, I asked him about getting a custom print on an American flag on a bottle. That costs a lot of extra. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot. You can do it. A couple grand. You can do it. I Is it really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I put my logo underneath, and it was uh, <laughs> so Alex at Aviator. No, but you saw Charlie's soap, right? The guy, yeah, I, know. I well, thought if you, if you see a vinyl sticker, you can do that for like probably 700. But if it's a sewn okay, in, that's what I heard. Like, if, if ozone does a sewn in logo underneath, that's a couple grand. That's like the price of the wings. But, but aren't the ozone logos themselves a vinyl sticker? Off, so. Yes, but they I also do sewn in logos, like custom and logos, like, and they sew it in. So it, it's very expensive. I mean, it looks freaking amazing. But those are all vinyl. Vinyl. Die cut. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Put many of those on. Wait a second. So did you get to fly here today? Yeah. Okay. He's awesome. Were you one of the guys that's up there doing acro stuff? Or um, wing, wing, I say acro, I'm talking wing, wing over. Like, no, so, so actually, like, he, I'm coming back to California. Like he's got two legs. Uh, takes off. Yeah. Is this an FY19? Yeah. Yeah. And so I uh, just did cannons tonight. So I've got my Sweeney and we did some cannons. You, you so gave some people some rides in? That's awesome. I saw somebody giving a tandem. Is it, a, is it a foot launch tandem? No. No, that was Andrew Fuller. Okay. Yeah, I saw somebody in a foot launch tandem, a little kid in front. When he went by, the kid was grinning here. Yeah, Andrew Fuller did a bunch of foot launches tonight. That's cool. Yeah. Those are stock colors. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, one, the one on the left is the one I picked. So okay. it's not custom colors. I guess it's a stock color. So you can see that. But yeah, the one. Blue and red. I'm a fan of blue. Thank you, JP. Guys, we are Howdy. Hi. Waiting to be cooked. Thank you. And I am hungry. Yes. Thank you, sir. Appreciate what you did for the vets, man. Oh, yeah. I, I knew you were out there supporting them. Thank you. Nice meeting you. Yeah, nice meeting you. Finally. Yes. So where are you located at in Florida? We're going to pause oh, for now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah. <clears throat> Craig's going to be back down. I thought you were like not in Florida. So that's no. awesome. Born and raised. 
Now that we know the name and the face, it makes things a lot easier. Now I'm going to get blocked in yeah. time now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that. Because That's I know. not possible. <laughs> I've had 20 shows with him now. We met at the last flying a month ago in North Carolina. He's a good guy. I'm exactly what you see online. Dumb. Just be yourself. Yeah, that's it. Tell it like it is. Call it like it is. Yep. You're part of the Paradise talk show, too. Robin Lighthouse. No, I'm in the chat. Yeah, that's right. His mother is on our show. Linda. Oh, my gosh. She's a thrill. I love her. She's a hot mess. She goes by both. You just say cheer. She's a cheerleader. I'm like, whoa. She's a cheerleader on her. Yeah. She's on my Facebook page. She comments on everything. I'm like, lady. Glad she's retired now because it, we have a group chat I on Facebook her. and there's 400 messages a day and 10 of them. So you ask one question and there's 200 replies just from what I like. Thanks for stopping by, yeah. for sure. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. I now, have to introduce him to you. So, we, we did a fundraiser for uh, a surgeon last week. I tried to fight on him. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully, one day we can do it. Oh, uh, Middle long winded. Yeah, it can be. We always in the back chat. Short bit. Yeah, he is. He is.